Get it. Episode 49 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And welcome to the program. Hey, you know what? I'm going to start off uh-oh, with uh-oh. an important announcement. <laughs> it's got an important announcement. Start off the show. I think oh, it's, no. He's uh, pregnant. <laughs> that I think I think the, the fans need to know. The producers of the show have extended our contracts for three more years. <laughs> You're kidding. They still like this shit. <laughs> They want us still three either, more years. They're still either willing, willing to produce it for three more years. Get and the fuck out of here. Here's the thing. We get, we're getting less money. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, let's go on strike. I'm not doing it. You tell those producers they can kiss my ass. They want, if, they, if they want 110%, they got to pay me 150%. <laughs> they're not even paying you 20 <laughs> Which is why I'm only giving them five. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine this show like at least two percent more funnier? <laughs> Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only reason why Two Bit Production Studios is still up. <laughs> We're their only show, right? We're their only talent. And I use talent loosely. <laughs> right. He had to use air quotes, mm. which you can't see on radio. That's the kind of fun programming you get. We use visual jokes here on the audio program. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me they ain't worth a little something-something. <laughs> <sighs> so, hey, what's shaking? What's new? What's happening? What have you done this week? Um, I didn't. I did I did a few things. I did nothing. Uh, I did nothing. Um, I, well, I'll I, see you later. <laughs> Uh, I did see a movie. Um, I did too. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Probably wasn't the same movie. Oh no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, well, last week we were talking about um, like these three for twelve. It was like four ninety nine. Like right, right, right. And for- we had I had an eye on a couple of things, so I did purchase those shows because I was Ed went and pretty made video purchases. Right. What'd you buy? Uh, so for the three for for twelve, I'm just getting to the, my list okay. here real quick All as right. I'm, as I'm uh, talking to you real quick. Um, I bought uh, Split Second. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hercules: The Extended Cut. Okay. With uh, the Rock and uh, Escape from New York were the three. <laughs> All right, those are the three you were kind of yeah, maybe maybe not right. Um, so one of the three I did watch this week was Split Second uh, with Rucker Howard. Does it hold up? Um. <laughs> it, you know, it, 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 it. Let's put it this way: it's good enough that Sipon did not fall asleep through this movie. Woo! That's how good this movie was. Um, yeah, he he uh, he he wanted to he wanted to see it, and uh, we watched it. 
and uh, it was it was fun. I mean, it, it, it's a '90s movie, so you have to right. look at it that way. Right, right, right. You know, the 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 polar ice caps are, are melting, which to me, through the whole movie, it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> there the polar ice caps melting did not make any difference. All it was able to do was justify why London was flooded. Right. <laughs> they have these Why they were splashing in puddles. I'm singing in the rain. Just singing in the rain. So so it was it was one of those movies that um social conscious, not really. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I didn't I didn't get it, but I guess I guess they had flooded sets and they're like, What do we do? We'll make it London <laughs> London went under, you know. <laughs> Because uh, we have a lot of British actors. We got them cheap. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's Rutger Hauer. He comes in cheap anyway. He's used to working in the rain. You've seen Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, so I bought that. And uh, like I said, those three movies. And like I said, I, rec- I rec- recommend it. It was a fun popcorn movie. Uh, it was. It was um, also, uh, uh, Kim Cattrall is in it. She plays the oh, female really? lead in it. Yes. So uh, uh, she was in it. Um, I did pick up a few others. Well, actually, I, I did I did some scans. Uh, I bought some older movies. Uh, one is called The Spirit of St. Louis with um, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, the guy uh, James Stewart. Uh, okay, uh, type of thing. All right. I always like this. I always like that. In the the first man who crossed the Atlantic Ocean uh, was was uh, 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 Charles M. Lim- Charles Lindbergh, and I was always interested in the story when I was a kid. Um, and so that was that's the movie, The Spirit of Lake St. Louis, because that's the plane he flew. Okay. Um, I also picked up uh, for two dollars uh, Justice League, the regular cut. I have the extended cut with uh, the Zack Snyder cut, oh, really? but I, I never oh. had the oh the, cut. Z- the Zack Snyder cut. I have that one, but I, th- I also picked up the regular cut because I was I uh, scanned the, it for two the, bucks. The Justice League, as <laughs> yes, people like to call yes. it, <laughs> and uh, Black Dynamite, which uh, Black Dynamite. I <laughs> love that movie. Love that movie. Um, and then I did buy this one because it was six bucks. Um, it's one of the two Norm McDonald movies that I enjoy. <laughs> that was the thing that was directed by Bob Saget. Yes, it was. Uh, yes, it was. Uh-huh. Yes, you're right. Uh, Look yeah. at me. Uh, but also has one of my favorite comedians, Don Rickles. In it. <laughs> so I think it's brief cameo. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that's one of the two movies I always remember that Dirty Work and the other one was uh, Screwed. Was the two right, right, right? That I think it was like the biggest ones he did. So that, that's what I picked up. I also did pick up, which I can't believe I mean, we must have talked about it over. You okay? Yeah, I burped. Sorry, okay. <laughs> I get a little gassy because I just I, I see it now here on my list. Uh, doomed. Right. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. This is what happened, folks. Um, doomed is a documentary about the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Yes. Now. It's a movie that's not that has never seen the light of day unless you bought a bootleg copy of it at a Comic Con right. somewhere. Right. Which means Ed has a copy and I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think I even I think I even own a copy. I think it's it's almost if you're a comic book nerd, it was almost required owning as far as bootleg goes because it was a finished final film that never supposed to see the light of day. But somehow there was a print out there with a finalized movie right. and that it was circulating among the people and you know was reproduced and copied and on C- burned on CDs and stuff like that. Um, but it has a almost mythic storyline about it because it is one of those movies where it was made for a million bucks right. <laughs> and it was made to never be seen. Right. 
that's kind of and you're like wait what and that's why the subject of the movie is called doomed because it was doomed to never see the light of day right um but i've seen it it's anyway probably talked about it on the show we watched and we watched it a few years back you yeah, know quite a number of years you know, back, we've yeah. always wanted to see it or we but we never got around to seeing it and yeah. finally we finally got around to seeing it and it was enjoyable yes so <laughs> i text ed i don't know it was like one o'clock in the morning or something yeah. i i Voodoo has an, a documentary sale going on, yeah. uh, and I was going through it, and I saw Doomed, and I looked at the price, and I was like, oh, well, fuck, for that price, I need to get it. It was like $2? $1.99, yeah. $1.99 to own. Right. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> and then I immediately did, you know, I was like, well, and I've talked about it, I know he owns it, but I know he doesn't own it digitally. Yeah. I'm going to text him at, you know, like... Two in the morning, I think. Maybe I mean I'm a, I actually still have it, so I'm going to. Uh, now, uh, by this point, though, I was I was fast asleep. I didn't even hear the the because uh, I don't know if my notifications go off at, at a certain time in the morning or you know type of thing. I don't know. I think it does, but for some reason I didn't hear it, and it was like four thirty in the morning, and I'm like, my I, I wear contacts, so they're all dried out, I and, know I, what? I and I see it. I go. Sean texted me like, "What the hell?" Right, like, I'm looking at I'm looking at the message, and I'm like, "Okay, it wasn't a message; it was an actual text." Right, I text you at some guy like it's weird guy hour. in the morning, right? So, so four thirty in the morning, I'm like, I could barely see it. I'm thinking, I'm like, "All right," he texted me, and like, "Hi, I know it's late, but I'm like, uh oh, something's wrong." And then I'm like, right. and, he, and I read it, I'm like, "Oh," and I'm like, so now I'm like at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> fumbling through voodoo, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch," because <laughs> he didn't give me the title. It was like you know, that fo- that fantastic four documentary it's two bucks oh, right because i kind of figured you knew it away I, that was my fault but i was like well he knows there's only one fantastic four documentary <laughs> so i'm like i'm like was it and i'm like too lazy to walk over to my dvd my, my uh, collection and go and i know it's there and i'm like is it this i think so i typed fantastic four and sure enough it was in that list when you start gotcha. doing the search it's like boom and i'm like Two bucks, son of a bitch. <laughs> right. So it's like, quick buy it before they change their mind. Right, before someone realizes it must be a mistake. Because the, the the thing I enjoyed that Dr. Mitty most, well, not really enjoyed, but it just I found fascinating was some of the people had no clue. Right. That, they, that, right. Like, the actors thought that this was going to happen. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh my God, I'm Johnny Storm. I'm Reed Richards. I'm playing the thing. This is going to be great. Hey, dude, you're not, no one's going to see this. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, uh, you're getting paid. So you can put that on a resume. <laughs> you got your SAG card for it. Because <laughs> this, so that that that, and I found out that they made a Blazing Saddles TV uh-huh. show with uh, Lou Gossett Jr. Right. Play that ran for like four years, I think. <laughs> well, no, it never aired. It never right. never saw the light of day because they the movie company wanted to make another Blazing Saddles movie because it was a hit. Uh-huh. And it, it, uh huh. And the way that. Uh, uh, Oh, television works. No, not television. <laughs> I can't think of his name. My God, my, my head is going. Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks. Okay. Just put in the contract that the only way he would make a sequel for the movie is if they made a TV show out of it, thinking they would never do it. Right. Now, he didn't specify that they had to air it. <laughs> right. They just had to right. make it. Right. They're like, we're going to pull one on Mel Brooks. We're going to make a TV show. We're going to produce it. We're going to make it. We're going to hire actors for it. But we're never going to put it on air. Why? Because so we can still own it. <laughs> <laughs> so that way we can make we can make money. 
So that that was there. Yeah. So to me, that was always great. I I enjoyed. I didn't see. I haven't watched the documentary since. I think we wa- we watched it. I think when I bought it. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. But I'm like for ago. two bucks. Yeah. So I have to revisit it, but I do remember scenes from it. Like I could still remember, like the <clears throat> guy who played Doctor Doom was, right. was like, "I'm ready to do ADR." Like he kept wanting to go back and right. finish it. Like he was willing to right. do he it. He was, he was there. He was, he was doing it. He was like, "I'm, I'm." And and then I'm and, the and then they were going to do it. They were going to do a viewing of it at a movie theater, and right at like the eleventh hour or something like that, it was canceled. Like they didn't. They couldn't get it, the rights to it, or so, like somebody yeah. put a car wash on it because who owned it didn't want want it to show, so they stopped the whole thing. Right. And there was like, shut it down, shut it down now. So, excuse me, but I highly recommend if you ever get a chance to see Doomed. Um, what's it called? The Fanta- Fate of Fantastic Four. I can't. I don't got my glasses on. <laughs> it is Doom, the untold story of the Roger Corman uh, Corman's The Fantastic Four. So it's that's the name of the title. Check it out. Yes. Check it out. We, I just if you're if you're a, if you're a Fantastic Four fan, you should watch a documentary. I also think if you're a fan, you probably already have the bootleg movie. <laughs> I'm just saying, you should watch that first and then watch the documentary. It's like it's a nice double feature. Yes, yeah, it's, nice, <laughs> it's, it's a nice way. Here's the movie, and why didn't why never made it? Or life. do a reverse. Watch the documentary and then go. Now here's the movie, yeah. and then you get to go. Oh my god, that's a piece of crap! Or oh my god, that could have been something. Because <laughs> <Something right. laughs> you got to think about the time it was made and like the, the graphics that were involved. I mean, you could clearly tell that they put all their money into the Fantastic Four shot. I mean, the the what do you call it? The um, Johnny Storm flame flame yeah, on flame shot. on shot. Yeah, that's all the money went. Right. That thing costume is. Whew. I've seen better. I think better suits on children. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I picked up some stuff this uh, this week. Okay, uh, uh, all right. Some things. What you get? Well, for some reason, in my mind, I was thinking about this show. I don't think I have to get it. Uh, I realize, like, I don't know if they've released it on DVD. And I found out they did, so I, I picked it up. It's called Wizards and Warriors. It was an '80s uh, TV show. Oh, I own this. You uh, do? Yeah, it's uh, what do you call it? Oh no, wait, nope, nope. I'm thinking of something else. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that Christian Applegate? Uh, might be. I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. I don't think okay. All right. <laughs> the guy from Taxi. I can't think of his name. Jeff Conway. Jeff Conway. He's he's the he's the biggest star that people would remember as it as it went on through time. <laughs> I didn't know he was on Babylon Five. <laughs> it is a, for the TV's first real foray in the realm of high fantasy. It was truly ahead of its time. Combination of awesome adventure and witty self awareness. Prolific sitcom writer Don Rio, who did the John Larroquette show and Two and a Half Men, had a had a different vision in mind than previous grim and gritty attempts in the genre in the cinema, which uh, vision underscored by the show's own opening titles, which framed the action as a comic book panels. Jeff Conway from Taxi and Babylon 5 stars as valiant Prince Eric Greystone, who, along with his strongman sidekick Marco, played by Walter Oldswitz, Battle Evil Prince Dark Blackpool, Duncan, played by Duncan Rayher Ray, Ray from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh, and the malevolent magic user Victor, played by Clive Reville, for control of the continent of As- Apirinus and his country of Camarade, and for the hand of something, 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 but it's still sealed and, and it's peeled off after that. So nah. I, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the name of the show again? Wizards and Warriors was the name. What of the year show. was that? Oh, uh, 
I'm going. Never mind. I'm going to look it up. Wizards and Warriors. Wizards and Warriors. Wizards and Warriors. All right. It was a nineteen. Uh, it was a nineteen eighty three TV show. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got Julia Duffy was Princess Ariel. Clive Revival, Iron Wolf, Randy Brooks, Tim Dope, nope, Christina Delisi, nope, that is not Christina Applegate in the blonde. That actually, yeah, the, the blonde uh, might have been the girl from <clears throat> Newhart, or the Bob. Newhart. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, okay. Yeah, because when you said the name, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I think I know she said <clears throat> she was that. Julia Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. all right. All right, well, what else you get, Ed? Uh, this next one, I... I was I've been circling around it for a long, long time, and it finally came to a, like a price that I wanted to buy. <laughs> the at. dollar bin. It's all in the dollar bin. I wish I did. That would have been great. Um, it's a Zora movie that I haven't seen in a long time. Oh no! I, I, it doesn't start George Hamilton, does it? All right, because <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so I'm gonna get I, it's 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 Zorro the Gay Blade. Yep. Okay, now it's recommended for mature audiences. Did you buy this online? Yes, I did. Okay, because I can clearly tell by the rated M there. Yeah, I, I checked. It, <clears> it looks like play. a bootleg, like a high, like a high fancy bootleg thing. Now, probably because this movie shouldn't. This is a movie that shouldn't that, see the light of day. That probably never got released in the U.S. Because I think that's a foreign one, but it will play in U.S. players. So right. Okay. So, George Hamilton. For those people that are definitely way out of school, uh, plays dueling roles of sons uh, sons of legendary Zorro. Soon after the dashing Don Diego Vega inherits his father's famous sword and costume, a broken ankle prevents the Mask Avenger from filling his heroic duties. When his flamboyantly fashion-conscious brother assumes a secret identity to continue an ongoing fight for justice, the results are nothing short of hilarious. <laughs> and inappropriate, and way definitely of its time. Uh, L- Lauren Hunted, Brenda Vaccaro, and Ron Liebman co-star in this colorful and crazy comedy caper. Only in nineteen eighties, the eighties. It's got to be seventies or eighties. You think? I, I, I want to. Damn it! I wish I knew. It doesn't say. Um, eighty-one. Eighty-one. Okay. Only in the early eighties could you get away with this kind of humor. Yeah. It is basically f- George Hamilton, who at the time was notoriously a ladies' man, right. be a flamboyantly gay character on movies and got away with it. Because yes. no one would ever be like, oh, hey. You know, that's like very, very flamboyant. But he had to act macho at times. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing clips going, back then I, I, I cringed. And I didn't know, I cringed because I didn't think it was that funny. Now, Ed, you got to let me know if that movie holds up. Because okay. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it held up back then. You're going to go, oh, geez, no wonder why no one. No, you can't get away with those jokes anymore. You cannot. All right, what else you get? Uh, these, I, I, we, were, we were at uh, Barnes & Noble today, and I picked oh. these up. Um, and, uh, was one it the was... Barnes & Noble by me? Yes, it was. Hey, you didn't come in and say hi? No, I didn't. That's all right. I was probably on break. <laughs> yeah, I always catch you on break right. every time I'm there. I'm like... I had to close the store for an hour because I'm working by myself. So from from. Four, four to five. No. Yeah. Yep. I was on break. I was in the back room eating a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Um, this one I picked up only because. Uh, oh, I can't think of the uh, the singer's name now. Shit. 
uh, a singer. Yes, is it's the Postman by with Kevin Costner. Okay, but there's a singer in there. The blonde-haired. Uh, oh, he's a seven, big in the seventies and eighties. Blonde hair. Yeah, singer. Yes, he had a band. Uh, <laughs> I got this guy. He's a singer. Guess what? He's got a band. It's called the Postman. I thought you were going like, well, I know Whitney Houston ain't in that. <laughs> That's you're thinking the bodyguard, not the postman. <laughs> but no, I'm like I guess it's not. It's, it's Tom a- Petty and the Heartbreakers. Tom Petty. Okay, Tom Petty's Tom, in Tom Petty plays himself in this movie. <laughs> well, so- hey everybody, how you doing? Um, basically, it's Kevin. Co- it's a post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah. where Kevin Costner plays a postman. Uh, he just delivers mail for. It's like kinds. Of, it's like. Going back to the Wild West, except it's a few. It's a post post apocalyptic world. Yeah, and there's little right. camps. It, it was his. It was his follow up to his hit Waterworld. <laughs> I enjoyed this one. I it wasn't bad. Wasn't I, did he direct movie. that one? Uh... Oh, <laughs> I don't know because he's also an accomplished director. You know, Dancing with Wolves. I think he did Waterworld. I think uh, maybe it's like looking. <laughs> Oh, it's probably he's like he, if if you if you can't see it on the back, then it's probably not listed. Uh, it's got to look it up. Uh, I got I got to know now. You got I got I, I gots to know. I gots to know. And all I this excitement. Did he direct it or did he not direct? Yeah, directed by Kevin Costner. All right, there you go. So there you go. All right, what else you get? All right, this one, next one. Um, I didn't even know it was my, my dad's favorite movies. I just found out today, so I had to buy it. It's a uh, Forbidden Planet. It's an old oh, like it's a, a joy. Dream rave was the invisible man. Dead end. It's what do you call it? in? Uh, we got Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. Uh, it's what do you call it? Um, what's his face? Uh, Leslie Nielsen's in it. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. He's the bad guy. Oh, okay. In fact, that's him on the cover, you idiot. <laughs> I think he's the hero. <laughs> that's, that's a bad picture of him. It's Ed. It's because he's young. <laughs> Which, what's wrong? Did we lose something? Yeah, I lost power on this thing. Oh, right? no. That's all right. all right. It's not the one that runs the show, is no, it? No, it's not. All right. We're still running. Okay. It's We're run- still here. All right. Uh, yeah, Ed, that's uh, Claude Rains is... Uh, nope. Uh... Walter and Francis, yeah, Leslie Nielsen with Warren Stevens, yeah, Leslie Nielsen is the Doctor Morbius. Uh, 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 in fact, I think Forbidden Planet is the movie that MST3K makes fun of in their movie, their theatrical movie. Ah, it's like oh, I don't know. That's where you meet Robbie the robot for the first time. Yes, um, and then I think he's like the evil. Robbie the robot, and then he comes back for Lost in Space as the good oh, no, Danger no, 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 Robinson. No, no, danger, no, 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 danger. You're, you're talking to two different robots. Now. Two different robots. Yes, and it's Robbie the robot. That's not Robbie the robot. That is Robbie the that robot. Is a, that is a. That is. There uh, was only one robot movie in those times, and it was Robbie the robot. <laughs> Robbie the robot. I'm looking. I'm telling you, it's it's you know, featuring. <laughs> all right. A dutiful robot named Robbie speaks 188 le- languages. Fuck, C-3PO, he ain't nothing on 3PO. Yeah, but and I, and I, Robbie the robot is not the same person as Lost in Space. They look alike, but same. they're two different robots. It's the same robot. 
Okay, it's the same robot, folks. <laughs> <laughs> an underground lair offers evidence of an advanced civilization. But among Altier IV's many wonders, none is greater or more deadly than the human mind. Forbidden Planet is the granddaddy of tomorrow, a pioneering work whose idea and style would be reverse-engineered into many cinematic space voyages to come. Leslie Nielsen plays the commander who brings his space cruiser crew into the green-skinned world that's home to Dr. Morbius. His daughter, played by Anne Francis, and to a mysterious terror, featuring sets of extraordinary scale and the first all-electronic musical soundscape in film history. If Forbidden Planet is in a movie orbit all its own. Yeah, so. Oh my. There you go. There you go. And then finally. Well, so you get finally, finally, what you get? This one I wanted to see. Um, I, I I watched a documentary a while ago. This guy, a guy named John Millius, the the documentary is what's called Millius. He's a director, a writer, director from like the seventies and eighties. He wrote Conan the Barbarian, the original one. Which okay, thing. which which Schwarzenegger? He wrote wrote and directed Red Dawn. Okay, the, you know, thing. so certain movies that you right we've know, seen, yeah. seen, enjoyed, you know, okay, in a way. he wrote. He wrote. Okay. Um, you know, he was friends with George Lucas and uh, Steven Spielberg. They went to school together. So oh, okay. So they're like classmates they're and class- buddies and best right. friends. And then the two of them got famous right. and threw him out the way. <laughs> stepped, so, stepped on him on the way up the scale well, ladder. They, they made a deal. They made a deal that oh. they would give a percentage of each of their movies. So oh. George Lucas, of course, was Star Wars. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> hit, Spielberg. Hit, bomb. <laughs> Spielberg was. Uh, 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 Jaws and Milius's movie was called it was called The Big Wednesday. <laughs> it's like top grossing movie, top grossing movie. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fat because the two stars it is Jan Michael Visit, the guy who played the the lead in Airwolf, right? And uh, uh, I can't think of the gay guy, the greatest American superhero, uh, the greatest American hero, William Cat. Okay, yeah. So the, <laughs> the big stars of this movie, it's about surfing because he loves surfing. So that was that was the old premise. I'm going to make a movie about space and the wonders and grand adventures based on my love of the serials I watched as a kid. Spielberg is, I've got my feet wet, so I'm going to make a giant monster movie about a shark, a mechanical shark that's going to push me to the edge. And this guy's like, I like surfing. Let's make a movie about that. <laughs> And what we're going to do is, because we're friends, we're going to split the money. If I make any money, I'm going to give you a little something something. If you make some money, you can make, give me a little something something. So we're going we're gonna to share in the pot. We're all going to wet each other's beaks with the, with the amount of money that we're going to make. Lucas, you know, Spielberg starts off with Jaws. Boom! First $100 million movie in all history. Boom! All right, I'm going to cut you. Here you go, Spielberg. Here you go, Lucas. I'm going to cut you off a break. And what's this guy's name? Morbius? Milius. Milius. Hey, Milius. Hey, buddy. Here's a little something, something for you. And Lucas is like, all right, I'm going to use this money. I'm going to finance my low-budget movie called either THX or Star Wars. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. It topples it topples Jaws for the number one movie of all time. I'm going to break you a little something, something. Break you a little something, something while I sit back and click my action figure money. This is going to be awesome. Okay, Milius, you're up next. What you doing? I'm gonna do a movie about surf movie. All right, what's it gonna make? Nothing. <laughs> here's he got a little something something for you. Here's you got here's I got buck fifty. <laughs> buck fifty for you. Buck fifty for me. And buck fifty for you. 
The doggy coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest one. Oh my god, it's gotta be frustrating. So this is not right. that. This is this, this is, is not that. It's not that movie. It's a documentary about the dude, though, right? No, it's and not. Like, hey, dude, we're gonna do a documentary. What's it feel like to be the third famous friend? <laughs> it's the guy who just couldn't quite make it in high school. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. That's a, that's a sad part because he has written uh, the. There's one Jaws. There's a scene in Jaws where uh, what's the actor's name? The, the third Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. He talks about the the seeing like the the dead knives. Oh, and, right. Yeah, it's the it's, it's the infamous s- Indianapolis uh, uh, scene that. Shaw hated and went back and rewrote it for himself. Yeah, he, he, he pared it down. Right, he's because like, Milius wrote it. He's like, this is shit. I'm going to rewrite it. Boom, 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 boom. And boom. Fucking brilliant piece of filming. Well, no, what, what the actual story was is that Shaw couldn't remember all of that. It was too many pages. So he pared it down. So that's the thing. Right, and save the, the scene. <laughs> But all the words that were used were written by John by John. Sure, Hanks. right. That's what well, that's what the documentary said, and it's Steven Spielberg who said it because he's actually okay. He took the notes on the phone over. Okay, all John, right, I'm all just right, you. all right. Well, it's fine. Till now. So this is the movie. This is none of those movies. <laughs> none of those movies. None of those movies. This is called the Lion, the Wind, and the Lion. It shows Sean Connery, Kindness Bergen. Oh, I know this movie. You know this movie? I've heard of this movie. Okay. Yeah, where he plays uh, it's supposed to be like a king or something yeah, like that. And he, yeah, and he kidnaps, I think, Candace Bergen. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Brian Keith plays Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how you think. All right. So, so none of those movies. None of them. None of those All movies. Right. See, I thought you got the documentary on the Milius. I'm like, oh, Milius, a.k.a. third place. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that was my pickups. That's what happens to like two of your friends are tied for first. <laughs> like, hey buddies let's go let's go how are you gonna do oh, i'm just gonna hang out in my mansion we could do I hang out in my mansion what are you gonna do hang out in my camper <laughs> i mean i wrote stuff i wrote conan the barbarian yeah, okay so you know uh, the lament that my grand my would say uh the lament of killing the my friends and my people i that they piss on your bones and make love to the women <laughs> If, if you see the documentary Milios, you'll know. Like, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of like fans would know. Those movies, and sure. Like, oh yeah, you know. And I watched it and enjoyed it when I was young. And because I, re- I still remember there's times that my family we will sit down and there's a we'll t- TV on and uh, Red Dawn comes on, right? And we all stop and watch. Sure, it it's like it's a, one of those movies that just like transcends time but anyway to crush your enemies see them driven before you and hear the lamentations of their women I my good friend Milios wrote them (laughs) (laughs) what's best in life (laughs) 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 so what movie did you see or was split it, second? Uh, oh, split second. That was it. I yeah. thought you went to the movie theaters. I went to the movie theaters. Did you? Uh huh. Oh yes. Oh yes. <coughs> my okay. Because my wife and I work in retail, sometimes it's hard to actually sync up and do stuff. Then because lately we've been very afraid to go out and do stuff because we can't really enjoy ourselves. So sooner or later, someone's going to call us and be like, "Oh, I have a problem," and then there's this. And most of the time, it's. You could have figured it out on your own if you just would have stopped, thought about it, but instead you took the shortcut by calling either my Stacy or myself, mm-hmm. you know, respective stores. 
So finally, Stacy realized that the last time we went to the movies out to the theater was to see Avatar: Way of the Water. That was Christmas. Oh, wow. So it's been over a half. It's been over six months since we've been to the movies out together. So she's like, "I want to go to the movies." I'm like, "All right, we want to go see Barbie." All right, you know what? I, it 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 it's crushing everything. And I'm like, "All right, let's go see Barbie." I kind of was interested. Would I have paid the movie theater prices to go see it? No, I would not have. Would I have watched it on cable? I would have. And I'm not saying that that it's because it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it's not what I'm. If I'm looking through the paper, and I'm going. We can we see this. We can go see this. We can Barbie. That's it. That's the <laughs> one. Right. Like it's there's <laughs> other top of your list. right. There's other things playing right now that I would prefer to see more. Right. Like I fucking she didn't ask me if I wanted to go see you know the, the latest Indiana Jones movie. Right. Right. We we were confined to the one theater that she likes because of the seats. And Barbie was playing, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm mildly interested in seeing that, and I'm also content for the show. Right. So, well, uh, we saw it. It's all right. I'll be honest. I, like, I, I agree wholeheartedly it is not for little girls. Okay. Have, you have not seen it. No, I've not seen it. All right. Again, um, that that's a movie I kind of want to see, but I don't want to pay theater prices. Right, but if you know, I mean, we went to see like it was a, a Wednesday matinee, so we didn't pay super prices. And then right. Stacy activated like twenty dollars worth of five dollar coupons to, so basically our food was like ten bucks. Yeah, so it was a relatively cheap, you know, movie theater experience. Right. Um, of course, you know, like when we got tickets, the theater was empty, and by the time we sat down, the theater was still empty. But then when the, Credits start rolling, you know, up to go up. This, the theater's packed. Yeah, um, there were some like like little girls in the in the theater. And again, I know the draw. It's fucking Barbie. Of course, right. you're going to take your little girl to go see it. But the jokes and the humor are not kid friendly at all. Right. Like, uh, and and the um, trailer is very misleading because it doesn't take place in. Barbie Land. Yeah. Most of it takes place in the real world. Right. Well, yeah, but you don't know that from the trailers. I didn't. You, well, how, where? What scene made you go, oh, there's Barbie in the real world. <laughs> there's there, Ken in the real world. There was there was the montage just because there was one like where Ken comes up and he's, at a, he's in a hospital or whatever. And he goes, can I talk to a doctor? And she's like, I am a doctor. The woman standing there, you know, in scrubs and all. Okay, okay. And he goes, you know, can I talk to a real doctor? Right, right, right. Because he's from, he thinks that a woman, you know, can't be doctors. Because what's happening is Barbie, everything's happy-go-lucky in Barbie land, right? And all of a sudden, Barbie starts thinking these very weird, she's what they call, um, Stereotypical Barbie is what she her name is. Yeah. All right. So stereotypical Barbie all of a sudden starts feeling maybe not so fresh. She starts thinking about death and weird shit and things like that. And they go talk to uh, she's on it. She goes on a quest to see not really a quest. She goes and visits an actual weird Barbie played by uh, uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. And she basically says the reason why you're feeling this way is because you're the person who's playing the girl who's playing with you. She's feeling these emotions, so you need to go to the real world to find out what's going on and fix it. And this is how you get there. You got to go through all these different things. She's like, okay. So now, of course, Ken and all. Oh, by the way, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Just give me the plot. I mean, it's It's been four weeks. It's been four weeks, and the movie has made over a billion dollars. I'm sure anybody listening to this program has probably seen it or has no interest in seeing it and don't care that I'm spoiling it. 
Uh, so <clears throat> she, uh, and again, and that's, well, I'm just giving the plot of the movie. I haven't right. said it. And, and this is where Ken murders five people. You know, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, oh, but you know, well, Ken, see it now. Ken is in, you know, they're in the dreamland, I guess you might call it. And it's in, and he's Ken and he's dumb and he's stupid. And, and he, you know, wants Barbie's attention, right. but can't, never really can get her full attention kind of thing. Right. Like, like, you know, like every every night's like a party at Barbie's house, and she lives, you know, in her dream house, which is like all open, and she waves to all the other Barbies, and they're all doing things. There's President Barbie, and there's, you know, um, like a cabinet part, like cabinet member Barbies, like the in Dreamland, Barbies rule the the area. Right. It's also narrated by Helen Mirren, which I think is great. Right. Um, I was laughing a lot because there is in the very beginning in the trailer. You see the teaser trailer with all the little girls playing with the dolls, and they have you know the it's the homage to two thousand and one in Space Odyssey, where they have the. Dun, dun. Yeah. I'm the only one laughing because I'm the one getting the joke, right? <laughs> Stacy has never seen that movie. There's fucking eight nine year old children now who I'm going. This is this is way over your heads. I'm laughing like. <laughs> And I don't think the woman next to me got why I thought it was funny, other than the fact that like these little kids are smashing their dolls on top of each other like the monkeys from 2001. But you would have to see the two of them side by side because it's, it's almost cut for cut. Right. And the music is playing, and she's standing all statuated like the black ob- obelisk. And I'm like, that's genius. <laughs> that is a great joke that nobody gets but me. <laughs> or somebody else of my age. Right. You know? So... Ken's feeling a little down in the dumps, and Barbie decides to go on this adventure to connect with her human. And she has to, like, this moment where she has to kind of really think about who her human is. And she sees a girl. And she's like, that must be my human, so now I have to go in the real world and find out why she's so down and, and, and maybe help her, because helping her helps me. Right. So she's on her way, and she's, you know, singing her little song, and Ken pops up in the back scene. He's like, I'm going to go with you. And right. she's like, okay. And they get there, and and you find she is under this impression that as a Barbie, she has changed the world for the better. Right. That women are in these positions of power because we have dolls that say, hey, this is President Barbie. Right. It must be represented in the real world. Clearly, it's not. You know, So she gets in the real world and she sees a bunch of you know, <laughs> they're, Ken and her are trying to get directions, but they're wearing like, Ken and Barbie clothing, so it's like very bright and very tight fitting. Like yeah. she's got spandex on, and she's you know doing rollerblading, and so is Ken. But they they're matching, right. so the first thing they come up, they're trying to get asked for directions to find this place, and they go ask like construction workers, and of course construction workers are going to be stereotypical construction workers, like hey, honey, how you doing? Right? right? There's no women, and Barbie's confused. She's like, well, can I speak to the you know like? one of the women that's in charge and they're like eh, no I, you can speak to me eh, baby like the kind of like and she gets kind of like like confused by it and Ken's also confused because he doesn't understand it. and all of a sudden he he comes across to realize that that is a um, what do you call it a patriarchy society that yeah. we live in and so now he's like this is great I'm going to take this back to Barbie land at some point right yeah. and because Barbie now is Barbie and Ken have split because this is where I go. This is where I, I thought the movie was going to go with a different take because Mattel themselves, the head of the director, which is led by Will um, Farrell. Will Farrell, yeah. they have to go get their Barbie 
to put her back into the box so she can go back to dreamland. Like, basically kind of, like, reset her and get her out of there. So they kind of kidnap her, her, and they leave kind of Ken behind because they don't know Ken's with her. Right. Uh, you find out like who the girl the girl who she thinks owns Barbie isn't the girl. It winds up being the girl's mother, who works for Mattel, and she used to she used to draw Barbie stuff and things. It's, it's like a very like small circle. Yeah. And so <clears throat> while Will Ferrell is trying to coerce you know Barbie back into the real world, Ken has already said, "Oh, I'm going to go back with all this information, and I'm going to go try saving her. But first, I'm going to I'm going to go do this." And he's like, he's like looking at his, like all these men. He sees. <laughs> Do you remember the time where Sylvester Stallone was wearing that white mink fur coat? It was like in the eighties, right? Uh, yeah, 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 well, he yeah. there's that poster is fucking everywhere in this movie because Ken's wearing that outfit, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> and like Barbie comes, she does eventually. She breaks free from the people from Mattel and she comes back to. She takes the mom and her daughter now to back to Barbie Land because she needs to. They're on the run, basically. Yeah. Uh, so they get back to it, but now Ken has now poisoned the minds of all the other Kens, and so now Barbie Land has come a patriarchy, and they're getting ready to basically rewrite their constitution because now all the women are kind of like objects. Right. You know, like, oh, we, we love this. Here, here's some cookies. Let me make you this. Let me make you that. And Barbie's like, but this isn't this isn't right. It's, it is very much, um, I wouldn't call it a man-hating movie because I didn't think that. It was very much a women empowerment movie. Uh-huh. You know, and I was like, completely, I'm okay with that. It was, and so the jokes were funny. Um, in the end, everything worked out fine, sort of, you know. Um, Stacy right away was like, well, how do you make a sequel to this movie? I'm like, I don't know if you can. Like, I mean, sure, they'll find a way. Because, yeah. you know, everything... Spoilers. Barbie chooses to become a real person. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Uh, because she meets... Rhea Perlman's in it. And Rhea Perlman is played... She, her role is the woman who created Barbie. Okay. Like, okay, like, she's, like, the ghost of the building, I guess you might say. Uh, and she basically tells Barbie, like, you know, who she was named after. And gives her, basically, Barbie's origin story. Kind of like, hey, I, this is... You know, and and you're feeling these things. This is life. Life is life is tough. Life is hard, but you can get through it. Like that's that's what we're designed to do. We're right. just designed to get through it the best way we can. You know, and I'm like, all right, that's kind of a nice message. Like, all right, you know, it's 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 beautiful and also scary. That's what life is. Right. You know, and that Barbie has to come to terms with that, and she chooses to feel like she can do more good in the real world. Yeah. Um. And again, some of the adult, the they end the joke on a gynecologist joke. They end the movie on a gynecologist joke. Like Barbie is all dressed up; it's, she's a real person. She's look with the mom and the daughter, and everyone's getting along. Like, yeah, this is great. You got this. You're the best. Blah blah blah. And she walks in, and she's like, "Yeah, hi. Can I help you?" And she's like, "Yes, I'm here to see the gynecologist." End the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, like Barbie gets real parts because <laughs> now she's a woman. That's funny. And I laughed. I thought I mean, they think the movie's funny. It's it's smart. It's funny. But the moment they leave, you know, Barbie Land, it becomes an adult comedy. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying like it's not. Um, 
like raunchy. It's a PG thirteen movie for a reason. Yeah. And I can't see like I'm. I guarantee you, there's a lot of little girls going, "Mommy, what's a gynecologist?" Or "What's this?" Or yeah. "What's that?" There's like, like when Ken is is you know Ken's got like a song and dance number with the other Kens. There's a fight or like in the very beginning, they're they're arguing and they're using. He's like, well, "I'll beat you off," you know. Like he's, they're using the word "beach." Yeah. And he's like, "No, you can't beach me. I'll beach myself. Beach you. I'll beach. I'll beach all of you guys. Come on, we'll just have this beat giant beach off, and we'll see who's the best." And I'm hysterical because I know what there's. I know what it sounds like, and, and a lot of people do. Stacy's lab. The adults get the joke, right. but the kids are like, I, like you could see, like you could just kind of you don't see it because I'm not like well, kid. You get it? Huh? Huh? They're calling it. It's a joke for jerking off. <laughs> like it's. They're not gonna know that joke, you know. But it's played like that, and the adults are kind of like you can see some of the you can hear some of the adults trying not to laugh hey. because they don't want to have to explain it to their seven year old daughter why that's, that's funny. funny, you know. And and at the end, it's like, yeah, I don't, I'm gonna go. I'm here for the gynecologist. I'm going explain that one, mom. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the movie was good, and like I said, Stacy was like, "Well, how do you make a sequel?" I'm like, "Well, you can make a sequel. The chance got to go back to Dreamland because something happened, you know, or right. maybe the mom and the daughter are out in the outs, or maybe it's Barbie trying to find love this time. Like, who knows? Like, you don't want to get, you don't want to make it. It's not a romantic comedy, but I could see it kind of like if you're going to make a sequel, yeah, it might turn into like a, a your cookie cutter." Barbie finds love, right. you know, or Ken breaks free because you know everything works out in the end, and and Ken breaks free of Barbie Land to go find Barbie because he loves her, and you know, right. But he's got he. But when he goes, he doesn't. I mean, when they first go the first time, they're they're not anatomically correct. Yeah, you know, um, Barbie being anatomically correct at the end of the movie was hysterical to me. Yeah, you know. Um, it was fine. I I, could, I saw the Marvels trailer. Mm. I was like, "Oh, I see. The only way to make Brie Larson likable is put her in a comedy." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I think Disney. I think uh, I think people already have a new villain, but we'll get to that a little later on. Oh. I get I get to that. I get to we'll get to that because boy, Ed, the internet has been a well TikTok has been a buzz about uh, some movies. Yeah, um, I too also bought some movies. Okay. Um, what did I buy? Well, I just uh, I just bought. Uh, let me go to my Voodoo account because it's easier just doing it this way. Uh, 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 my library, my movies. All right, so <clears throat> um, we talked about American Gangster. Uh, so I went and I because of this documentary sale, there was a couple documentaries I was very interested in, in seeing, um, just because they looked interesting to me. The first one was Facing Ali. It is basically about Muhammad Ali and all the big fights he's gotten, you know, he was in. Mm. But it's from the perspective of the people he fought. Mm. So George Foreman's in it. Uh, Larry Holmes is in it. Like, all the people that he fought uh, talk about him as a fighter and fighting him. Right. I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of fascinating. You never see that cut. Kind of, you know, uh, the next one was Everything or Nothing. It's James Bond 007. It was, it was kind of like, like, I think, like seven bucks. And it's a, basically a documentary about they made for the 50th anniversary about Bond. Okay. Have not seen it yet. Obviously doomed. And then I went and I bought some movies. I did buy the unrated version of Dukes of Hazards. <laughs> I love that movie. I think it's a great movie. I don't care what you say. Johnny Knoxville, Sean William Scott. I haven't seen it. You never seen it? Oh, so funny. 
it's so good and it pays it's in a movie in a in a world where the general league gets a bad rap it it's 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 a nice movie that kind of go hey, they did a good job uh burt reynolds is boss hog <laughs> Willie Nelson's Uncle Jesse and Linda Carter is like their neighbor that's kind of got the hot for Uncle Jesse. <laughs> it's great. It's such a good movie. Uh, I also bought Fantastic Voyage. That's an old movie with Raquel Welch where they get shrunk down and they yeah. go into the president. I've always, that was a movie that I always liked as a kid. It was five bucks. Right. And then I just recently, while, while we were on the show, I, I was, I to make sure I bought it before because I keep, th- every time I see this movie, I think about it, and I think about wanting to have it. It's not really; it's a it's a rock concert movie, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. It is Rolling Stones and Martin Scorsese film Shine a Light. It's basically a concert film. It's like a two hour oh, yeah. concert film where they play like a very intimate showing. But it's like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Christina Aguilera is going to come out and sing a song with us, and like it. But it's basically the Stones singing their biggest hits and all that stuff. Right. And it's it. My dad, my sister, and I went to the movie theaters to see it. And it was really good. And it was like seven bucks i'm like all right you know it's worth it okay you know but every time i see it i'm always like i kind of want to have that in my collection i kind of want to have it in my collection oh maybe next time maybe next time like nope ed this today's the time of doing it Uh, that's gonna be 4.99 yeah probably i'll never know (laughs) well yeah because you'll look at the 4.99 section you go son of a bitch well you're right i'd be like oh man because that's that always happens to me i because it's like I, i i like I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. It goes down like ten or eight mm-hmm. bucks, and you're going, "No, I think I wait till five. And then eventually, I'm like, "You know what? I can't wait anymore. I have to own this." Right. Bye. And then like the next week or two, it's like, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's right now uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie is ten dollars. Um, I got an offer for, for it being ten bucks. I kind of want to buy it for ten bucks, yeah. but I also kind of want to buy it the you know so if I can get it come across the four K Steelbook edition. Yeah. You know. Um, there's a new movie with Ben Affleck. Um, shit, what's it called? Um, it's written, it's directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh-huh. where it's, um, <laughs> let me get the actual name of it, because I, the premise looks really, really good. Ben Affleck, producer, Argo, uh, 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 see all his movies. Hypnotic. Uh, he plays Danny Rourke. Uh, uh, it's basically a detective investigates a mystery involving his missing daughter and a secret government program. Basically, a guy's uh, the bad guy in it is uh, oh, Jeff Fahey's in it. is William Fitchner. Yeah, that guy right there. Okay, he plays like this mass hypnosis dude, and he's able to get it's it's we it looks weird and cool and. I like Robert Robert Rodriguez's stuff, mm. so I'm like, all right, I writers, I'm like, all right, I, I that's that's it for me. I'm in, um, but it's ten bucks, and I'm like, I think I could do better. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I th- think you can do better, Voodoo. Uh, ten bucks is not bad, but I don't know if I'm going to spend ten bucks on a yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like it movie. Right. You know, I think uh, I took the chance with sixty five, but I haven't gotten wide around to watching that yet. No. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, well, anyway. Uh, that's it, Ed. That's all I did this week. Uh, okay. I played some video games. Uh, yeah. All right, what's coming out? Uh, let's start with that. Well, releases of the week. Here we go, kids. Releases um, of the week. The Machine is coming out this week. Oh, yay. All right. I'm for Blu-ray. Um, Hotel Transylvania Transformania is coming out this week. That is the Netflix, not Netflix, sorry, Netflix. Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, movie yeah, that didn't that. even have the act- actors in it 
<clears throat> uh, it didn't have, it Alma, didn't have Sandler. A, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. But I, you know who? I saw it. Didn't like it. Okay. Uh, Asteroid City is also coming out. That's that okay. yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, Babylon 5, The Road Home, is coming out on 4K and Blu-ray. It's Are we talking about the TV show Babylon yeah, 5? Yeah, they made a movie. They made a TV movie. They made a TV movie? Yeah. I had no idea. Was it the finished? The, was it the, I guess so. It was. This is like a new release. This is going to be like oh. brand new this year. Oh, I mean, this is like brand spanking new? This yeah. Is, they just out of nowhere decide let's make a Babylon 5 movie to, to wrap That's, up the series? Well, the series has been over for a while. Right, that's my point, Ed, but I think the series ended nice. on, like, a, not a cliffhanger, but it didn't end with, like, a, a finale. Let me see here. Let me see. Because <laughs> I, I remember seeing it said 2023 that, you know. I mean, being released in 2023, but being made, it might have been made. No, it's 2023. Really? Yes. All right, we'll Babylon 5. Return of Babylon 5 is an epic and interstellar saga. continues with the road home. Travel across the galaxy with John... <laughs> John, Sher- 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 John Sheridan, as an unexpected, finds himself transported through multiple timelines and, and alternated realities in a quest to find the way back home. Along with the way, he reunites with some familiar faces while discovering cosmic new revelations about the history, purpose, and meaning of the universe. So, there you go, kids. All right, all you Babylon 5 people, guess what? New movie. There you go. I guess. <laughs> all right. And then uh, for 4K this week, oh. City of the Living Dead is getting a 4K treatment. That's a 1980 <sighs> film. All right. And Roman Holiday, 70 anniversary edition, is getting a 4K release. How old? 70 years. Wow. Who cares? <laughs> Unbelievable. Cool. It's coming out for 4K, so... I mean, let's face it, anybody who, I remember, there's nobody right now that's rushing to the store to buy that because they saw it day one in the theaters. <laughs> Roman Holiday, I love that movie. I wish the day I got a hand job by your grandma. <laughs> that was her first date. I thought she, she she didn't put out, but boy, she greased my pole if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> grandpa, don't talk about grandma that way, that's disgusting. Oh, no, what was disgusting is what we did on day three. <laughs> she let me put it in a dumper because she didn't want to have babies. <laughs> Eventually, I became your mama. Do you see why they got it for less money? Do you see why the producers got it for less money? <laughs> Uh, my hands were roaming if you get what I'm saying. Boy, it was a hotter day. <laughs> Sorry, sonny. Woo. Scratch my balls. They're down there on the floor. You're closer to it than I am. <laughs> Grandpa, stop talking. You're embarrassing me. I'm 50, Grandpa. I know. God rest your mama. <laughs> All right, what else is coming out? <laughs> video games. Let's do video games now. <coughs> Everspace 2, developed and published by Rockfish Games for the PS5, Xbox Series, S and X. That's coming out Tuesday the 15th. Then we have Moving Out 2, developed by SMG Studio and Dev... Dev I'm moving out too, Ma! Games, <laughs> published by Team 17 for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SX, <coughs> Switch, and PC. That's coming out Tuesday as well. All right. Wayfinder, developed by Airship Syndicate and published by Digital Extremes for the PS4, PS5, and PC. And that's coming out oh, yeah. on Tuesday the 15th. 
Then we have Red Dead Redemption, developed oh. by Rockstar San Diego and published by Rockstar Games for the PS4 and Switch. All right, let's let's that's coming out the Thursday and the seventeenth. Let's, let's put a pin here for a second because okay. let's talk about that because um, people have been asking Rockstar to put um, Red Dead Redemption. It's the first one remaster it and put it out there so people can replay it. Yeah. Um, they're like, okay, sure. Putting it on the Switch, that's interesting in itself. Yeah. Putting it out on the PlayStation 4 means you can also play it digitally on the PS5. They didn't do anything to the game. They didn't modernize any of the graphics. They just basically ported it into the, to those systems. Uh-huh. It still looks good. Weirdly enough, probably because it's upscaling and all that kind of stuff, um, and it has like the undead, uh, undead redemption. It's like basically like the game of the year pack. All right. Uh, how much do you think that's going for, Ed? Uh, don't look. I, I don't know. All right. I was like, if you had to guess, it's basically. Yeah. Go because there's a price tag attached to it. It's the game of the year edition. You said. Yeah. Now, to me. What it should be? Go ahead, you'll be honest. It's twenty dollars, but I know it's not. Oh no, it's not. So I'm going to say forty-five. Nope, it's fifty. Here, are you were close? It's fifty bucks for basically a. a... I want to pay forty-five. <laughs> right. I neither would I. I'm not paying fifty fucking dollars for it. I'll wait till it goes on like super duper sale. Yeah. You know, like I bought. Uh, I did buy a video game this week. Um, High on life. It came on the PS5 finally, but I paid sixty bucks for it. And I'm like, ah, maybe it wasn't worth sixty bucks, but you know. Live and learn, right. you know. Um, but yeah, fifty bucks for I like. Look, don't get me wrong. I really liked Red Dead Redemption, and given the opportunity, I would play it again if they would have updated some of the graphics. If it, fifty bucks to me would have been worth it if they rebuilt. Not, you didn't have to rebuild it from the rebuilding it from the ground up a little bit. Using maybe more modern technology, maybe more modern graphics, whatever. There got me so all you did was just go, yeah, okay, push push a couple buttons, let's make sure that it works on the newest new systems, and then just put it out there. Right. Like if not for nothing, I mean Skyrim is fucking on the Switch. And then then change none of that, and it looks exactly like it would have played on the PS3. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying that the Nintendo doesn't have good graphics, but I'm saying that based upon the performance of the Switch, that you can get a big game like Skyrim on the Switch, and it looks like it's playing off a very high-end PS3. Right. You know, graphically. So I'm like, alright, there's no way I pay 50 bucks for it. None. Nil. Like, I'll wait till it goes like a super-duper sale. Like, to me, 20 bucks is, is, I think, reasonable. Yeah. I think it's reasonable for a port game, basically. Oh, right. What else you got there? Right? Coming out. Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare, oh, developed by go. Rockstar Games San Diego and published by Rockstar Games for the PS4 and Switch. And that's also coming out Thursday, the 17th. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the bundle, both of them for 50 bucks. Okay. Um, then we have Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew, developed by developed and published by <laughs> Miami Games. Or no, I'm sorry, not Miami. It's Mimi. Mimi me games. Mimi 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 games. For the PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC, that's also coming out Thursday. Then we have Vampire Survivors, developed and published by Punkle. Okay. For the Switch, and that's also coming out Punkle? Punkle. Punkle? P-O-I-C-I-Punkle. Oh, the little Vampire Survivor from Punkle. Vampire Survivor from Punkle. All right, Bob. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Developed. Developed. That's my new 70s funk band. Developed and published by Team Reptile, and it's for the Switch and PC. That's coming out Friday the 18th. 
Then we have Madden NFL 24, developed by Tribion and published by EA Sports for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and PC. That's coming out Friday. And finally, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, developed by Sumo Digital and published by Gunner Active for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and PC. And that's coming out Friday the 18th. Yeah, it's basically, um, if anybody's played uh, Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th game, it's Evil Dead. It's kind of a same except this time you're fucking leatherface yeah and you gotta you know kill people or survive and <clears throat> my one of my co-workers he's really excited to, to get his hands on this one because he's a big texas chainsaw fan okay i was like all right good for you i'm glad that they are you know they're catering to you know i, I never what i thought they made a texas chainsaw you know video game right if, you know it's out there in the world good you, for think, you think you think though it would be <clears throat> i mean it's kind of hard like you like i don't know if people I, it's, I, it's hard when you want to play Leatherface. You don't want to play the victims. Well, that's the no. I mean, that's that you play Leatherface. That's that's right. the whole point. You right. You would be running around. That's why he's in Mortal Kombat Ten. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fight. He's a character you can play. Yeah. I just you know, I don't know. I, I I do know it's like, but I think it's one of those games where somebody randomly is picked as Leatherface. I think it's Leatherface and one of the other family members versus it's like a three on two type thing. Mm. Uh, all right. And, Ah, right. uh, you look. Look, uh, it's something different. I'm all for that. Yeah. <clears throat> Madden is Madden. I'm not. Same game, new skin. Right. This time, it's been going. It's been playing. I, I work in the business, uh-huh. and we have the propaganda machine. And there has been videos since late June, I think, from pu- really pushing this game. And if you're pushing a game that hard, that far. Eh, you know, I'm like you. You're worried about sales, right? Because Madden alone should be enough for you to go. Oh, I'm going to buy it. Right. You know, and people are are like that. People are just like, well, it's Madden. I'm just going to buy. It. I buy it every year. But by on the same hand, I'll get into somebody else going. I'm like, hey, you want to pre-order Madden? Nah, that game's trash. Been trash for years. I'm never buying that game again. All right, you'll be buying it later. I know you yeah. are. Like, and, and you wait till it's on sale or on pre-owned. Right. You're gonna be one of those people who's gonna be like, "Yo, man, the day of," because all your friends are playing it, and you want to be the one going, "No, I'm gonna take a stand," but you fall into peer pressure, and you be like, "Go, Madden." Like, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, yeah, lots <laughs> of copies. I'm gonna I, have tons I, of copies. I knew, and your, you and your friends were coming. So yeah, like, here you are. Hey, hey. you should have pre-ordered because then you get all this bonus shit. You know, <laughs> no, you're gonna pre-order that dumb game. It's trash. All right, I guess I'll see you on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that to people. Like, yeah, okay. So I guess I'll see you there, like, that weekend. <laughs> nah, man, I ain't coming. All right, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'll go to a different game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're taking pre for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. You were interested in that? Oh, really? They made a release date? Yeah, see, you'll be back from Madden. <laughs> <laughs> you got sucker written all over you, buddy. <laughs> Go to a different game stuff, so you don't know I bought it. Uh, go ahead. You can still come here when you want to trade it in. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you playing Madden? Game's trash. Game's always trash. Hey, Mortal- hey Con- what do you call it? Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is available for pre-order. You want to do it? Oh, man, I love for Call of Duty. It's fucking great. Or no, it's another game. They always say is ass, and then they want to buy it anyway. <laughs> Just like I'm like, you guys are... I've said it to... I've looked people in the face and going, you do realize you're part of the problem. Like, And they're like, like what do you mean? I'm like, well... You guys say it's trash, but you never kind of like get together as a group and go like, "We're not buying it this year." They're basically going, "We know you know it's trash, but you're still going to buy it anyway." You know why? Because you're a little bitch. 
<laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, if Call of Duty was a woman or whatever sexual preference you prefer, person I'm talking to, if you were in a relationship with them, you are in an abusive relationship. They treat you like shit. You get mad. But every year you come back to them, okay, you're part of the problem. You're a glutton for punishment. You're not going to be like, no, this is the year I take a stand. I'm not going to buy the game. And I'm going to show them by the power of my pocketbook and my power of my wallet, fuck you, Activision, Infinity Ward, whoever's making the game this year, yeah. I'm not fucking buying it. You can kiss my ass. And I look, look, I will fully admit that I am in an abusive relationship with Destiny. Every once in a while I go back to it, I play for a little bit, but I am okay with that because it's the same game. But I'm only buying expansion packs, like maybe like 30 bucks. I'm not paying 70 bucks every fucking year. What? It's just, it turns, you're, you're like, you're on your soapbox, you're looking at and you're going, you I am one of those people. I am one of those like, people. Like, I'm a victim. No, I'm no, not, no, 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 it's the same game, it's okay, but I pay $30 no. a year. I, like, look, no, I will fully admit that I am also part of the problem. Like, I don't, people say, you know, I don't think anyone actually is really... <laughs> They're, I don't get as abused as the Call of Duty people. No, no, I believe that you have to... I don't say the game is trash. I've never said the right, Destiny right, is right. trash. I said that, you know what, it pisses me off because either I'm not good at it, it's it's within me, that I'm like, why do I keep going back to this fucking game? I keep trying to figure out, keep playing, I'll keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, and I'll keep getting, you know, pissed off or annoyed or be like, you know, it's, it's the same grindy thing, I'm getting kind of tired of it. I'm not going, Destiny fucking sucks, man. Bullshit. A new expansion pack, go buy it. <laughs> Call of Duty people are that way. They're like, no, nah, man, that fucking game's trash. Last year. And most of the reason why there's people who complain about it is because they're getting caught cheating. Right. You know, it's not like, oh, well, you know, you're actually trying to play the game. It's you want to play the game and be able to camp over here or use your little scope site thing or you're playing on the PC so you're using these mods. And now people are cracking down on them and they're getting you're getting permabanned or you're getting booted from games and now you're kind of sulking about it. And I'm like, you're a grown-ass fucking adult that only gets any kind of joy out of life by cheating on a video game? Right. Like, dude, fucking put that in perspective a little bit. You are cheating for your enjoyment and you're mad that you got caught. Right. You're fucking 45, Phil. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Phil's, now, Phil's now listening. Going, Phil's going, fuck, man. He's right. What am I doing? Call me out. Call me out. Shit. <laughs> Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Hi, my name is Phil, and I'm a Call of Duty survivor. <laughs> you've, you've made me see the light. I apologize. <laughs> I'm going to start a whole group Call of Duty survivors. We're a bunch of cheaters. Adult adult males that are mad that you're getting ass handled by a twelve year old or by a God forbid a female player. You know, these toxic male dudes going, Oh, I can't use my fucking like little clickety click thing that I got. Oh those some girls are supposed to make my kill death ratio great. Yeah, but Phil, you only play like three hours a day. You know, those people if you want to really be have you know how you you know how you get really good scores? Practice. Play more often. Or as the kids say Get good. <laughs> Feels like son of a bitch called me out. <laughs> Fuck, how does he know I bitch about Call of Duty? 
shit. Now I have to kick my dog. <laughs> Again. Because, you know, I got a, I had a third controller I threw across the room because some 12-year-old went, What do you want me, bitch? And I got my ass handed to me. Fucking girl shot me and picking me off every time I get back in there. Fucking not fair. They're fucking cheating. But here, let me get my Krona Zen and, and try to, you know, manipulate the thing from my, from my advantages. <laughs> Every cold out, Phil. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Matt, it's coming out Dude, Friday. I'm not listening to the show. The show's trash. The show's trash. You'll, You'll be, be next week. You'll be back. See you next week, Phil. <laughs> uh, Who knows? Maybe we'll talk about something else you don't like. <laughs> 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 Woo, speaking of, you guys, that's all you got? That's it. Okay, and speaking of things you don't like, whoo, the press for that new uh, Snow White movie's got to suck hard. Wait, there's a new Snow White movie? Oh, yeah, there's a live-action Snow White movie coming. Wait, didn't they do that? Okay, let's let's work this out. (laughs) Okay. What's her name? The one that doesn't know it's no expression on her face uh, during the... The sparkly vampire movies. Okay, that's no, that's Snow White and the Huntsman, Ed. Yeah. No, they're actually, no, Disney is making a live action remake of, well, I'm going to say remake because wait till you hear about this. Um, it's, they're basically doing Beauty and the Beast, right. Lion I mean, King. They're basically, they're, live, they're yeah. doing their live action version of their video, their games, um, their movies. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to put um, a spin on it. Not really a spin. They're trying to make sure that it's diverse. The diversity is is well rampant in this in in their films, their okay. live action films. Yeah. Um, okay. For record, don't give a shit. Like you know, uh, Halle Berry is Ariel, right? Uh, a person of color, girl of color. People make it a big stink. I'm like, who the fuck cares? She's a fucking mermaid. Why? Why does it matter, right? Right. Um, so people don't like that. I mean, I think we have more problem with fucking uh, we got Aquafina and her little crane thing and Sebastian. They don't look like. Apparently, I'll know in a couple weeks because it's coming out in uh, Disney Plus, and that's when we'll that's when we'll watch it. <laughs> I really want to be in that room when that happens. With, oh, I, you know what? I'm just gonna. I might. I might have to like do like a recording so you can hear what my wife has to say about it because my wife is Ariel and Little Mermaid's like her favorite film of all time. Yeah. And she's dedicated half a sleeve to Ariel on her on arm. her arm. Yeah. And so but everything she was really excited about seeing this movie, again, not caring about the cast, but the more she heard about it and the more clips she's seen the less excited she got, yeah, to the point where she's like, you know what, I'm, you know, it's coming out in the, like, sept- early September, September fifth, September fifth. She's like, we can wait, and that way I can cry at home. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, I, I'm gonna, we're gonna watch it because you know, I'm like, well, we're gonna watch it because I'm gonna talk about it on the show, All right? You know, and I'm like, you, know, you're a fan. I figured you'd want to see it anyway. She's like, I do. I'm like, I'm, I'm excited, me personally, to see Melissa McCartney as Ursula, you know. That's, and that's about it. That's where my that's where my level of excitement goes. <laughs> like, hold on, Sean, just wait. You, you, you keep that energy until September fourth. <laughs> you let me know September sixth how you're feeling about it. <laughs> Fuck, son of a bitch. <laughs> so, um, so, all right, uh, let's let's go. I've seen I've seen the Little Mermaid. I know you have, yeah, and yeah. you didn't like it. It was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't. You didn't like it. Yeah, it wasn't like oh my god, like I need a part of my collection or whatever. You know, like 
because I don't even know like if Seal wants it or not. I don't even get that far. Because the, the movie that we actually missed, there was a movie that came out. It was called Elemental. We never saw that one. It was like the first oh, Disney yes. and that's, animated and the, movie we missed in the theater. For, like, for that is another movie that Stacey wanted to see, too, that she chose. we chose Barbie over that. I'll be honest. I don't really want to see an Elemental. Okay. Right. Like, again, a movie I'd be like, oh, it's on Disney Plus. Let's watch it. Like, okay. I'm not really... And I'm assuming in my head, I'm like, it's a, it's a Pixar movie. It looks gorgeous. It would probably be gorgeous on the big screen. Yeah. But I don't have the energy for it. I just don't. I, I don't. I barely had the energy to go to, to see Barbie, to be honest. Right. I went because we haven't gone to the movies in a while, and the energy of the room was kind of like, eh. Like, I was worried that, you know, somebody was... I didn't like... I don't like people-led, so <laughs> having them sitting around me was frustrating, just being in the room with them pissed me off kind of that pissed me off it's more like like look the days of the hey you have the whole theater yourself not you know yeah i miss those th- those, those days are long gone but it, i also think it's also frustrating when you're like hey i just want to be able to kind of sit down and relax and then i have someone sit down to me and they're right away the moment they sit down they start fucking finger finger fucking their phone yeah you know and then they that person turned it off by the time the movie started but i just kind of like the it, too many people felt like it's their living room. Like, like you've mentioned yeah. it multiple times. And yeah. I'm just like, you know, I think there was, like, some little girls in there that came with, like, a, a group of, like, two moms brought, like, all the girls in the neighborhood to go see it. Yeah. But I also don't think that they were really happy with the movie because, you know, PG-13. Right. Like, you know, maybe you should go. I don't know. I'm not a parent. I like to think that, you know, if I'm a parent, I, I would be well aware of, like, hey, we're going into an R-rated movie. We're going into a PG-13 movie. My kid wants to see it. You know, see, have the conversation. Thing, like, I remember, like, I remember my father, like, he, we weren't allowed to see movies until, like, he heard of that's, stuff. Like, like he, you know, like, or, or he saw it himself for, like, the like first time or whatever. Cause he, that's kind of where I was going to go right. down the path was, like, you know, like, maybe you should, if you want to take your kids to go see it, how about this? Go see it first, right? You know, and then then be then judging that person's like, well, you know, good for you. you. Can go see a movie twice in the theater. Now it's like fucking taking a mortgage out on the car, you know, or payment out or something like that to go to the movies nowadays. And you want me to go see that movie twice? I, sure, like or you know, like or at least read up on something, like, right? Do I mean, some okay, Google. You can't just there's so much information out there. I mean, there's spoilers and everything sure. else. Like, like they they I want to be surprised too. No, you can't. You know, if you have kids, you can't. You can't be that right. Like, you gotta know what you gotta know what you're gonna. You gotta know what you're watching. Um, I think this is all going back to you know, like whole the the. So they are. They're making Gal Gad- Gal Gadot is the evil queen. Okay. Uh, and then it's Rachel Ziegler. Ziegler. Uh, she's the girl from the reboot of um, uh, West Side Story. Okay. Did you see the, the new West Side Story? No, I have not yet. Right. I prefer the original personally. Yeah. Um, she's also going to be in like they're doing another Hunger Games movie. I think it's a prequel. Yeah, you know, um, she's supposed to be in it. Okay. Um, all right, all right, all right. I know you're talking about it now. Okay. Brunette. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Disney's PR team must be going fucking overtime because this girl cannot keep her mouth shut on how how much she shits on the original Snow White. Oh, really? Oh, dude, it is. Inc- I mean, the, I, I, I'm a TikTok person, right? I guarantee you right now, if I go on TikTok right now, someone's going to be complaining about it. No, but Baldur's, Baldur's Gate and, and <laughs> you know, it's probably someone. Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> 30 flips later. Uh. And 
Okay, hold on here. Oh, this girl's like saying, hey, leave Rachel Ziegler alone, you weirdos. This girl's way... Wrong one. Wrong one. Uh, People think they have talking points, but they bring up during interviews. Uh, I've been waiting for this take. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Right, so she's doing doing everything she can on the corpse side to stay working. Uh, Someone's like, thank you for saying this. Like... All right, so see if I can. I did favor one of the things that she said, so we'll start with this clip. Here you go. The original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. Um, there's a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Weird. So we didn't do that this time. Cast a guy in the movie, right. Andrew Burnup, great dude. All of Andrew's scenes could get cut. Who knows? It's Hollywood, baby. The original cartoon came out in... All right. All right. Oh, okay. You got questions? Yeah. I'll try to do the best I can. to Stalker? Okay, like, I... Here, see, let's see. I'm going to see if I go into another... Uh, see, now i got to watch the original again. Right, well, here... Because the, the, the thing is, it's okay, so here. old and outdated, and you're going... It was 19-fucking-30-something. I think it was 38. I don't think it was 37. I'm, I'm thinking... I, that's the number <laughs> thing. But whatever. I don't care. It's right. the 30s. I know that. It is right. She's actually accurate in the, the decade. But you're going... That was innovative. That was, like, the first feature-length well, yeah, film. She's not... Look, that, she, this is a child who doesn't see it from that perspective. She's looking at the story. First of all, she's a Latina American who's being cast as Snow White. Um, the dwarves... Not dwarves. They're regular fucking average dudes. Okay. All right? So that's another thing people are having a problem with, going, like, Disney. If you're going to do this story, like, um, see if I can find another uh, clip. Because uh, it, it is called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Look, fucking, it's in talk the fucking to, title. Talk to Disney. That this is this is Disney fucking being Disney. Uh, Rachel Ziegler. This is from the InsideTheMagic.com. Rachel Ziegler Ziegler trashes Snow White remake. Calls male lead a stalker. First of all, Prince Charming's in the movie for maybe like five fucking minutes. You know who's really stalking Snow White? Her fucking stepmom. Right. Like her stepmom wanted her dead so bad she turned into an old lady and tried poisoning her. Did poison her flat out. Yeah. So, and yes, the prince came along, kissed her, everything happened. But again, 37 mentality, and it's also based on a fairy tale. Right. Uh, Disney's live action remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is possibly the most reviled, revealed projects to coming, uh, one of the most reviled projects to come out in the studios in years. More reports continue to drag it through the mi- mi- mud. However, it's not just fans that openly detest the film. Uh, Rachel Ziegler has been cast in the film's t- heroine has already made a few unsettling comments about the film. Let's see if I can, it's a hot link, so let me see if I can... Uh, oh, she, this is where she demands more money, and she feels like she deserves it. With the whole... I'll get to that one. That's that's going to be fun. Um, she basically, in the... in What do you call it? She's on the picket line, and she's basically saying that, you know, a lot of the writer struck is about getting more money for streaming rights. And this was her quote. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Are they gonna? Oh, I'm not gonna do it. She's like, if I'm in that, if I'm gonna be gonna be a Disney princess for 18 hours, if, if 18 hours a day. Here it is. If I'm going to stand there for 18 hours in a dress of an iconic Disney princess, I deserve to be paid for every hour that it is streamed online. <laughs> that is what she said at one of the the strike things. Okay. 
um and it's great like you know what defending your rights and all but i don't disney i just uh let's see shoots here you go uh 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 so, uh, All right, uh, so uh, I'm trying. I'm just trying to get the dub. Okay, see, <sighs> it's already confirmed that Disney's upcoming remake has essentially lost the plot, and it reportedly has little to nothing to do with the original animated film. But she has just added insult to injury by taking her star- uh, shares by movie at Movie Maniacs. Uh, not only does her tone absolutely rip into the original love story, but she practically wants her male co-star scenes to be cut from the project completely. Uh, the remake already's reputation for being reportedly dripping with male hatred, but the way she's talked about the movie, uh, Snow White's original love story is absolutely saturated with bile for the emotional masterpiece that started it all. Some of the most diehard Disney fans are already openly outright against the movie, and its leading lady is doing absolutely nothing to help the situation. Uh, if we were directors from a certain magical studio, we'd highly consider renegotiating her contract. Uh, judging by the video that you heard, uh, she might be suited for battle for the evil queen rather than her co-star Gal Gadot. Uh, additionally, her comments about cutting all of Andrew's berm nap scenes are incredibly offensive to Snow White's new supposed love interest. If Disney's looking to recapture the magic of the original, this is far from the right way of doing it. Uh, uh, um, uh, here it is. Rachel Ziegler is officially Disney's new Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, since being cast as Snow White in the upcoming live-action remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, she's received endless flack from Disney fans and not fans alike. Um, let's see. It's in the beginning, of course, the people that complain that she is an actress of Colombian and Polish descent um, was cast traditionally as a white character. Now, however, the critiques have taken several new twists and turns, with the latest being that she is as allegedly ungrateful for playing such an iconic character and doesn't understand the lore of Snow White. Uh, these accusations stem from two videos, one resurface, a one resurface interview from 2022, which she argues that her version of Snow White won't be saved by the princess like the 1937 version. She's like, it's no longer 1937. We absolutely wrote, wrote Snow White that's not going to be saved by the prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be. Uh, the second is a video from the front lines of the SAG after where she says, I'm st- if I'm going to stand there in 18 hours in a dress of an iconic Disney princess, I deserve to be paid for every hour of that streamlined on- that's streamed online. Um, damn. Let's see. Okay, it is 1937. Gonna, okay. I am going to correct myself on that one. Yeah, so I, I apologize. I was incorrect. I thought it was 38, but it was 37. But anyway, whatever. So I have to rewatch this. See, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm more like, I went, okay, I... I Remember seeing it when I was young. Sure. You know, I, like type of thing. It's been a long time since I've, I've actually sat down and watched it again. So I'll have to watch it again. They're like, I know it's not really flattering to women. I, I, I get that. You know, like. Oh, right. You know, right. Like, more, more I think about, like, yeah, you know what? Okay. There was scenes I did see, you know, recently or, you know, with, within the last few oh, years. Or trailer. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, the thing that gets me is just that, like, you know, it's just like, if, if you're going to change it, just, just don't do it. Like, you know, like, like. I get it. You you know you you want to make it a more modern take, and you want to have more women empowered and all that. There's kind of stuff. your seven doors, by the way. It's got to put his glasses on. One small person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, this might be a hard pass for me. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I I don't. This is from the Daily Mail exclusive Snow White and the Seven, Seven Politically Correct Companions. First pictures of a new live action remake of Disney Classics shows Stand in Princess 
walking with a diverse band of merry men and women after row of using dwarf actors. After row, after row over using dwarf actors. Uh, the character fictitious, the actress famous yellow, she's wearing the famous yellow and blue dress and red cape, is trailed by a group that are dressed highly colored clothes and carrying work tools. Uh, they were spotted sh- shooting scenes in Bedfordshire on Thursday, this is months and months ago, and pictures obtained exclusively by Mail Online. The scene pictured here is features two stand-in extras who were used to film additional photography. Disney announced that magical creatures would replace the seven dwarves to avoid reinforcing stereotypes after Game of Thrones actor Peter Dinklage criticized the fucking backwards stories last year. Um... <laughs> I guess this is probably his. I was a little taken back when Disney was very proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, he told Mark Marin's what the uh, WTF podcast. It makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, and you're still making that fucking backward story about Seven Dwarves living in a cave together. What the fuck are you doing, man? I have done nothing to have I done nothing to advance the cause of my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. Now I remember we talked about that article, yeah. and I kind of agreed with him. Like you know, however, I'm gonna I'm gonna point to a movie that I don't like. Uh-huh. Willow. Willow is a he comes from a a race of people. Yeah, like you could. I saw somebody do an interesting take. You could still have little people in them, and you could still have the dwarves in it, but don't have them live in a cave. They didn't live in a cave. Well, right, they lived in a house. Right, right. They they, they shared a house. They worked in a cave. They were they were miners. I, right, not miners. I think they, they were millionaires. I think that if maybe if Snowy was being holed up in a community and not just seven small dudes. Maybe people might have a look at different. She's held up in a gated community, <laughs> and, and somewhere in suburbia. And, and, but then you offer like offer the roles of those dwarves to to p- smaller actors, like who are actually in the business. Like you know, you could not just Peter Dinklage ain't the only short actor in Hollywood. Right now, I'm saying you you get, but that's to say it's a fantasy movie. It's not it's not based sure. on any reality. Right, it's, it's not, not. You know, thing, but thing. and you're going and you're going. It's not like they're going to go, oh, it's funny to have small people in this. Like, right, like they, right. They're they, not going to be the blunt, the punchline of a joke, at least right. if they weren't in Snow White. Right. I mean, there was humor in it, and but there wasn't any like, we're making fun of them because they're little. We're not doing that. We're not tossing them around, you know, yeah. like, you know, not, none of that shit. But, uh, you know, it's a Disney bosses also came under fire for giving the, the, the role to Zeigler. Again, that's going to be, well, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like, about like, a, being traditionally a fair German princess. But whatever. I don't give a shit about that. Well, I mean, I'm going to go with, like, with, with the Dinklage was, the fact is, is that, you know what? He could play regular roles. Like, like they, I, right. I, I don't know how to put this without sounding terrible. But, you know, like, no, I know like, what you mean. He, 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 could, he could play, like, a regular-sized person role. That's fine. He, and he has. He's played other, like, Game of Thrones, that character was supposed to be a dwarf um but he's also been in other movies where he's been not well look at um knights of badass yeah he's just a regular guy just, um pix, uh pixels yeah just a regular actor he's not uh, he was the doctor in uh, the age of future past i can think of the, right. the, the trask i think it was. right and you're going and he and he played a regular character right. it wasn't like you know they they you know did anything to make him like made short jokes right or, or they didn't they, they didn't do anything they never made his lack of height a talking point in those roles. Never. And I think that you could still do that with Snow White. You get seven actors who are of that height. Yeah. And and you know what? Fuck it. You can even throw a female dwarf in there. 
You know, part right. of the group. Maybe she could be sleepy or bashful. Bashful make make mix nice sense too. You know, she could be Doc, like the, yeah, the you know smart she, one. the smart one. Like you can do it. I also think you can do it, but to it feels. I saw someone, and this is not my joke. I'm going to put it out there, though. It's not. I, I saw it, and I kind of chuckled. It's Snow Off White and the Seven Diverse Hires. <laughs> the Seven Diversity Hires, because I it, it's like I, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarf story has been told multiple times uh-huh. from different points of view and different perspectives. Sometimes you don't even know it's a Seven Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs movie. Because of how well it's being told, right? You can still do that with the with Snow White. Like, why the argument's always going to be be why can't you just make a new story? Why do you have to rehash take, these re- old stories? I don't mind the rehash when you rehash something and you want to put you know a diverse cast in there. That's fine. I mean. As long as it makes sense, and I mean by makes sense is like, if it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I'm assuming that's not going to be the title of the movie anymore. Right. You now you're now changing the title of the movie. So now what's going to bring people in there? I think. Well, actually, you know what? I think it is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Well, here, but here's the thing: like, you could have diversity. You could have Latino, Black, no, just Asian dwarves play those characters right you know and it's just like well it fits the bill because like i said it's a fantasy movie it's not sure it's not based on any reality and that's the thing like like now it's now it's be teams as like racist or you know inappropriate right. or type of thing and you're going we had a thing but like going back to the willow one it was just like it was a fantasy movie it's like dungeons and dragons like like there were different characters there's different right. races there's different no yeah. one thought twice when you're like, hey, these are hobbits. They're short people. Now, granted, you had regular actors playing those roles, but you could have gotten, you know, of the, I don't want to say little people because I think that's that's uh, insulting. I don't know because there's a show called Little People. Yeah, you know? yeah, but <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It's I want to make sure that I'm, I'm being respectful of everybody I'm here. Saying, I don't want to dis- I'm not trying to disrespect somebody. So I'm if I saying- said something wrong, it's it's not like because I don't know. I'm not I'm not educated <laughs> in, that, in that area. And I'm not I'm not I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not planning on to be because it's just like I got enough problems. I don't need to I ain't got enough I got enough problems. <laughs> uh Martin Kebler's butcher, he's a small person. He's from uh the the what do you call it? Um the Pirates movies. Yeah. I just it just seems to be like this girl is I I the PR people gotta be going, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I would pull her from the movie because like, I'd be I like mean, you know. I'd be like, fuck this cause, no, seriously, because it's just like this is enough problems as it is. It's like, <laughs> you know, and it's just like they gotta make everything work. And if that, if like shit like that, like that starts to like flounder, right? Just like then their next live action movie, then what? You know what I'm saying? Like, will that be successful? Will, did you know did, um, they, did Little Mermaid make money? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Like, I, I mean, I, and I'm not saying that I feel like, you know, the people who are not going to movie theaters should be the same people who are not buying Call of Duty. <laughs> like, you, you don't believe in it, don't buy it. Um, I know the Peter Pan and Wendy went right to their streaming. Um, I want to see what, you know. I'm just trying to look that up real quick to see if it made money or not. Right. Made. Here we go. I'm, I'm probably sure it did. Snow White um, movies. Okay, the budget for 
the budget estimated for uh, Little Mermaid was $250-265 million. The box office take so far is $566. And so, so it's almost doubled. Okay. You know, the, they are over, pretty much doubled the amount of... Uh, of what it so it you know it's somewhat of a hit like success as to say yeah I mean you're not getting Little Mermaid two out of it right. um, you know uh, let's see the right movie plots plots uh, well it's the same though I think though like like with certain movies like like it's gonna make money like you know like like right. if they did a seven Snow Wayne Seven Dwarfs movie and it's terrible it's gonna make money right like, I think is they, it gonna make the profit they need I no. think you're gonna get people who. Because it is a person of, of Latin descent, Latin and Polish descent, I think you're going to get the, the Latina market coming in going, oh, she's – I don't, I don't want to say she represents us because if she's of Polish descent too, like um, it's she's not, not like, – I'm representative. <laughs> I Polish descent. I mean I would say that the Blue Beetle movie has better representation of, of Latino culture and yeah. stuff like that than, yeah. than hiring just hiring an actress who's – of Latina and throw her in his Snow White. Now, and I, again, Snow White is, you can go culturally and historically where the story came from, which is why she is supposed to look a certain way. Yeah. And why dwarves are minors, you know, and things like that. But we talked about that with like Little Mermaid. Ultimately, it's a made up story that's got no base in reality. So you really can cast anybody. But again, if you're going to do that, and then. I feel like there's there's a thin line between casting a diverse cast and then veering away from the source material. I don't know if you can do both. Like I don't know if you can have you can make a diverse cast and then go completely away from the plot of the movie because I feel like it's a different movie then. Mm. You're just slapping Snow White's name on it, but she's not these characters. Like I don't remember her dad ever telling her that she could be anything she wants to be. I know her dad loved her, but her stepmom wanted to put a knife in her back. Like, you know, I mean, she legitimately hired a dude to cut out her, to kill her in the woods and bring her heart back as proof that you murdered my stepdaughter, mm-hmm. you know, because she's the fairest of them all, mm-hmm. you know? So how are you going to play that? You know, or are you going to even touch that? Like, are you going to make the evil queen a petty, spiteful, jealous woman played by Gal Gadot? You know, like, are you going to be able to pull that off? Are you going to, like, even, even Gail is in an article where she kind of jumps over her, her by saying, the prince isn't going to save her. And I'm like, I think Gail was trying to cut it off because this girl started rambling and she's like, she repeated what she said and then just went back on to like, you know, on her, on her, some people call her smugness, you know, kind of comes off kind of smug. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just, it just seems a little... I'm saying if you're if your star of your movie is giving you pid PR about the history of the movie, you're kind of like, like it puts a bad taste in your mouth. So will some people see it? Yeah, I, I think it will. I mean, I, I think I think it will make money. I will make the money now that Disney wants it to make. Sure. No, no I think I think it'll win. It's it'll probably. I mean, I, it's supposed to be 2024 um, is when it comes out. I guess we'll see. I just it just it's one of those things where you come across these kind of like little minor controversies where. Disney's making a live-action version of one of their classic animated films. They put a different spin on it by either changing the person's ethnicity. Again, not a big deal. Um, but then they go a little too far. Mm. And they kind of like... It's like... Well, and not for nothing, I thought Beauty and the Beast was fine. You know, I thought 
Lion King was fine. <laughs> I thought I even thought what do you call it? Um, Aladdin was fine. Mm. Uh, Cinderella, I couldn't get through. I every it was just I felt that boring. Uh, Maleficent, I like, but it's got Angelina Jolie in, and it's told from you know the evil queen's perspective, you right. know Maleficent's perspective. So I'm like, all right, that I thought both of them were good. I mean, it's the only one out of them that made a sequel. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can't like Snow White two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> you know? Snow White, the secret eighth dwarf. Right. Slappy. <laughs> uh, hey, how you doing? It's me, Slappy the dwarf. <laughs> Crusty. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 could make him that because he owns him that. No. <laughs> uh, Look at me. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just, I, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty going to be pretty hard. To, like after hearing all this, it's, it's pretty hard for me to go and yeah, let's go see Snow White. Now my wife, of course, says let's go see it. Right, you're gonna, I, yeah. I'm gonna see it because you know it's up to my wife, not really me. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of weird. It just, I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of iffy on this whole idea. It's just like. It's like if you're gonna badmouth this movie, like I mean, great. I mean, it's just like if you want to make it different, that's one thing. But if you're gonna badmouth the old movie because of that, you're right. like, you're going, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't go that far. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's just me. I'm just I'm like there's I already saw someone here. Like here you go. I don't know what, what this girl's saying, but I fucking hate. Oh, Snow White. I fucking hate that doormat of a woman. She deserves no rights. I watched the cartoon once and physically gagged. It is not 1937 anymore. Just You just got cast of Snow White. This is what you say. Snow White actually keeps Prince Charming on a leash. He crawls <laughs> on all fours at all times. <laughs> but who knows, Andrew? Basically, she's just making fun of the whole interview. You know? <sighs> I don't know. I, it's... I, 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 I don't know. I, Disney needs to... It's, it's, it's weird. You know, I just don't get it. Disney's not, I don't know. Disney's not, uh, I can't get Disney's it. Disney's Disney. If they're going to do what they're going to do. Right. You know, they're going to find a way to make money, find out. Uh, 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 boom. All right. Anyway. So, uh, that's that. I figure, let's get that one out of the way, because that's everywhere now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Here's one. I think I came across this one. Uh, WWE says it's making a wrestling RPG. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 what? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on, wait, what? Like, I know they make wrestling games, but a, 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 an actual role-playing game? Would you like me to continue? Yes. Do, you, do, you, do you need to take a ticket? Um, do you mean to read? No, read, because I'm... It's, it's, this is from I'll Games Radar. Get- it says WWE says it's making a wrestling RPG. Okay. All right. Austin three sixteen says I just leveled up. <laughs> oh. Now this was back in May of two twenty twenty two, by the way. Okay. But games take a while to make. This is the first I'm hearing of it, and they take like you know three to five years. So yeah, who knows? Uh, WWE RPG is in the works as chief brand officer and frequent on screen personality Stephanie McMahon confirms in the company's latest financial report. So it was probably after the second in the second quarter, or mm-hmm. you know, at that year. Uh, she said WWE recently signed a new deal in the role playing game space that will be announced soon, as McMahon explains in the company's first quarter earnings call, uh, transcribed by Seeking Alpha. 
Austin Creed, known as known in the ring as Xavier Woods, shared a teasing gift from on Twitter in response to the news. Creed also holds hosts <laughs> how old is he also hosts the Up Up Down Down gaming channel on YouTube and is a regular host on G4 TV. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him like okay, this got to be old. Um, there's no additional details about the WWE RPG just yet, but McMahon says gaming is a priority for WWE to reach to our, reach our next gen audience with over 80% of WWE's audience self-identifying as gamers. That's next gen as in people under 35, not necessarily PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X fans. McMahon also says that WWE is continuing to evaluate the metaverse, both wall, both walled garden environments that already exist, as well as decentralized properties. Whatever that ends up meaning, we can expect to hear more in the upcoming months. Uh, uh, for traditional WWE games, McMahon says the company is extremely pleased with WWE 2K22. Obviously, they made 2023. Uh, it's a commercial and successful hit. The highest Metacritic scores for both Xbox and PlayStation platform. Uh, the franchise with over 5.6 million hours viewed on Twitch to date. That was back last year. Um, so, Ed, can you imagine this? <laughs> Roll for initiative, brother. <laughs> got these, you know, got these 24-inch pythons. You got to, you know, go and get some reps in and... Yo. This is. I'm gonna say this. I, I, I'm probably the only one who can say this. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. This is the. This is just stupid. I'm in. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta. Next, you're gonna be like, it's gonna be a card playing game where you're gonna like uh, Magic yeah, the Gathering, yeah, yeah. you know, like that. You're like, then I'm this, done. <laughs> this, this is just stupid because. <sighs> How do you how do you how do you play the game? How do you do this? Well, <clears throat> okay. Well, it's, if you're doing a roll. All right. If you had to take role playing mechanics, you create a character. Okay. Okay. Obviously, it's in this in this in this universe, there'll be male, female, maybe gender fluid, but you're gonna have to have a persona or maybe nothing. Maybe you're not. You maybe you're not a you're a schlub, and you start on NXT. Kind of like how they do with the video game. You start on the bottom rung, and you have to kind of pick and choose. You kind of pick and choose your paths anyway. Right. And based upon that storyline that they already have in the video game, it based up it who you fight and how far you advance in a role-playing game kind of the same concept you work in you're on nxt and you're now working out and then you go into this room like you have a mission that you have to solve or you have to go find this or go mm-hmm. do that and mm-hmm. you've got to go work out and you bump into somebody and the you know you got to fight them or like it's not gonna be like i brandish my sword at the uh, randy macho man savage oh yeah <laughs> like I don't, I don't I give you the elbow <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know what fuck it go to the extreme you make Undertaker like a lord of the underworld and he's got all these zombies and minions you're like like gong rest in peace and you got Kane who's shooting fireballs at his ass you know you can go nuts at it <laughs> I was just saying like I, you're thinking of the fantasy realm of it I'm thinking right. more of like, right, like, 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 like you have Jake to... the Snake Roberts actually has a pet snake and he uses him to fight <laughs> or he turns into a snake right there you go he's a shapeshifter I'm a snake I'm a slippery slippery snake like the British bulldog turns right, into a turns bulldog right turns into a bulldog <laughs> <laughs> Rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just... It's, 
I mean, I'm, I'm thinking more like the lines of lines, like, okay, if you would develop a character and you'd have attributes like sm- strength and strength, intelligence. intelligence. Right. That'd be ring perception. Yeah. Strength, obviously. Stamina would be another one. Fine. That would be endurance. Uh, dexterity would be like, you know, your nimble, your quickness if you're an aerial flyer or right. whatnot. Like, you could be like that. Charisma would just be your ring presence. Like, I would say that traditionally, The Rock would have a, like a, an 18 plus in charisma. You know, <laughs> he'd be like the highest in that. But, you know, maybe John Cena might have like a 15. You know, oh. <laughs> I don't think he's as charismatic as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't think Dwayne The Rock Johnson was that charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't a John Cena fan, but. You don't go talk shit about Cena. It's Peace Man, Peacemaker. Um,. I mean, you could get some, you know, but let's say maybe instead of like in the in the ring, it becomes more of a real time strategy game where you're playing, and it's like nowadays it's a lot of button mash and stuff like that. Right. But what if you had like a list of skills, and it's like you pause. It's like a turn based action where you're like, well, okay. Well, say it has to be turn based. Like right. I mean, it's it's the combat's got to be the wrestling matches, right? And, 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 right. It's going to have to be some storyline, storyline, but then the real battles take place in the ring. Like battle royales, you know, some like um, uh, what do you call it? Table ladders and chairs matches, things like that. And you gotta right, and then right. There's there's definitely like oh my god, it's a steel cage match. And hold on, I'm gonna have my guy click over to here, and he's gonna do this pile driver. He's gonna do this move. Ba ba ba. You know, like you gotta. It's it's gotta be like okay, pause. What you gonna do? I'm gonna make this move. I'm pause. Hey. I you're, mean, th- you're thinking of it as a video game. I'm thinking like as as you're writing it. Down. Oh no, I'm thinking as a video game because the way she described it was that it's going to be with how video games are on next generation. Eighty percent of her their audience go. I'm a gamer. I don't think they mean tabletop gaming. I think they're meaning like well, when you say <clears> RPG, <throat> I think of paper. Right, because you're <laughs> old. Because <laughs> <you're, laughs> I'm old too. So I mean, that you know, RPG, but Baldur's Gate's coming out at the end of the month, and that's an RPG, but it's going to be strictly on PlayStation Five, like. Role-playing games don't just mean roll for initiative, you know, because that would be that would be I think harder to do paper-wise. Like you know, here's your character sheet. You know, you're sitting there going, well, "I'm gonna name a person. I'm gonna name a person like Phil the Fighter, you know, or you know, Fantastic Phil with two P's. Like you know, oh no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a half elf named Jake the Snake Roberts." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a magic user, and I'm gonna call him, you know, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna be a necromancer. I'm gonna be allowed to be Undertaker, <laughs> Lord of the Dead. <laughs> Rock is like, you know, he works. He's uh, we call an animal tamer. You know, <laughs> he's a people's champ, the Brahma Bull, baby. <laughs> he blows out his knee. <laughs> you know, you gotta we go. No, yeah, you fight a boss, and he's got two snakes and two giant pythons, I, I, and it's we go. Hulk Hogan, take your brother, take your vitamins, brother. All right, now that you tell me, it's maybe a video game or his probably it is a video game. It's still a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you meant a video game? Yeah, it's still stupid. <laughs> oh, I thought you were telling me. Jeez, no. What am I thinking? Video game makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. It's still stupid. Because <laughs> they have they have wrestling video games out there. Sure, so it's, not, it's not like this. Right. Is, this is a new breaking new ground. We're breaking new grounds. It's a WWE rope. WWE 
RPG. What? Look at how it rolls out of your uh, off your tongue. It rhymes. It just it just sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, do you Is know what RPG f- means? Yeah, rings, pins, and girls. <laughs> They're guns. You know, arms. That's what people say. They gotta be PC. Ropes, pins, and guns. <laughs> no, that's 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 not what it means. It means role playing game. Well, I role play. We role play all the time. I mean, there you go. Do you think Jake the Snake is like that? No, he's acting out of characters. That's what he's role playing. Sure. <laughs> you don't think Gold does really dress like that in the real world? No, he doesn't. <sighs> you know? You don't think the Undertaker just wakes up with dong and he just. You think he gets out of bed like that? <laughs> <laughs> I bet she does. I <laughs> wakes up. Just wakes up. Just from he's from a from a flying position. Right. He lifts up the half, you know, like like Dracula. You know, <laughs> you, know you, just, you don't think just every time Hulk Hogan walks in a room, you're I'm a real American. I believe Fight he does. Fight for right. <laughs> Fight for us all. Whatever. I bet he does. Every time he walks in the room, his theme music plays. That's his phone. That's his, his ringtone. <laughs> oh, gotta let it go, man. Like, just, it's, it's, it's not the 80s anymore. No, brother, you don't understand. These 24 inch pythons need the new iPhone 13. <laughs> 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 Nothing can withstand these pythons the way the ringtone. That look at this camera. <laughs> you can really see the veins popping in my neck from all the roids. <laughs> I mean, I mean vitamins. <laughs> yeah, it's so clear. I can see the track mark in your vein. Oh no, that's vitamins. <laughs> it's prayers. I'm injecting myself with prayers. <laughs> I, don't pr- I pray I don't know deal. <laughs> I pray my penis doesn't shrink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah, so I'd be like, you know, hey, welcome to the world WWE role playing game. Make a character, give him traits. What's his intelligence score? I'm right, he's a wrestler. Give him like a ten, ten and eighteen. That's about average, you know. Mm-hmm. Charisma, you gotta give him a 12. You, know? you gotta make him be charming so that the audience, so when he turns heel, you know, like people are like, oh, no, not Rambone Hambone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good character name. Rambone Hambone. And they got 24 inch hams. Ham hocks right here. <sighs> <laughs> or I'll take something from uh, on MST3K Grizzle McThornbody <laughs> Phil McLarge Huge <laughs> Rock Hard Chest <laughs> Punch Rock Groin <laughs> Biggest Diggus There you go I'm Biggest Diggus <laughs> What'd you say? I have a wife, you know. <laughs> uh, her name is Incontinentia. Incontinentia buttocks. Oh, that's a get in the ring. <laughs> What's your name? 
biggest dick is here is gonna beat you up. <laughs> gonna beat you off. Beat you off. Beat you off. Uh, That's right. I'm from the surf, from the sun, from Santa Cruz, <laughs> California. Surfing and sunning all the time. Nobody beaches like me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I beach myself off all the time. I'm on the beach hitting those waves. <laughs> all right, you're stepping in the ring. Who's your Who's your first opponent? I don't know. Phil McCracken. <laughs> uh, no, we welcome to the women's league. I find a hug and kiss. I need a man to hug. <laughs> Oh no, here comes the evil IP freely. <laughs> <laughs> and his manager, huge ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, seven ring of Hugh. <laughs> Mr. Ass is coming in. <laughs> Great. RPG. Yep, that's it. WWE RPG coming to one day comes to you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. I don't know. There's a Netflix password sharing ban. Backtrack proves a permanent streaming issue. I don't know. That seems kind of boring. Uh, all right. Here you go. We were. I saw Barbie. You sent this one to me. You're like, nerd news filler. Ready? Barbie makes history as it hits $1 billion at the box office. Yeah. All records broke. Here's all the records broken so far by a film. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Barbie's the first film, the first film directed by a solo woman to reach the one billion dollar mark in the box office. All right, uh, that meant uh, Gerda Gerwig, who also co-wrote the project with partner Noah Bumbach, became the first solo female director to join that group. Uh, data from the box office tracker, the numbers show that there are f- about fifty films that have reached the one billion dollar mark. Uh, of those, three were co-directed by women: Frozen, Frozen Two, Captain Marvel. Um, Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman, came close with $823 million worldwide. Uh, it did have the biggest opening day of 2023, so far, I guess, you know, since it's you know just the summer. Right. Uh, Barbara shed an opening weekend with Oppen- Oppenheimer, um, but it brought in $70.5 million, $70. million, making it the biggest opening day this year, beating out Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which made $51.8 million. Wow. It had the biggest opening weekend in 2023 and made $162 million at the box office that weekend. Uh, Super Mario Brothers previously held that title when it opened up at $146 million over three days in April and $204 million over the five-day Easter weekend. So it made $162 million opening weekend. Wow. It has the biggest opening weekend for a film directed by the woman. That I guess that would go without yeah, saying. Right. You know, um, it put it ahead of Captain Marvel for $153 million and 2019's Wonder Woman for 103 Had the biggest Monday for, for a Warner Brothers film, just in case you need to know that. It was previously held by The Dark Knight, so Barbie took down The Dark Knight. Wow. Mm. It had the biggest opening week for a Warner Brothers film. Uh, Bar- Barbie grossed $350 million in North America in 10 days, reach, reaching that faster than any other release in the studio's 100-year history. Wow. Uh, it reached a billion dollars faster than any other Warner Brothers film. We just mentioned that. Uh, Jeff Goldstein, Warner Brothers, Warner's president domestic, of domestic tr- distribution, told the New York Times that it reached that milestone Sunday after being in theaters for 17 days. 
Previously, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 was the fastest at to $1 billion in 19 days. Uh, it became the best opening for a non-sequel. Okay. <clears throat> you know, first in, its, first in a, probably a long line, because now, you know, somebody at Warner Bros. is going, let's get another one! Right. <laughs> well, what are we going to do? I don't know. Make her fall in love. <laughs> that kind of, I said make her fall in love. <laughs> Foghorn Lager. Boy, I said boy, make Baba fall in love. It's probably not real vision going all the way to the top. <laughs> you know, make her run around, do silly stuff. <sighs> Boys, a couple six packs, shoot a couple beers, shoot a six pack. <laughs> He's a dull tool in the shed, I'm telling you, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so, while it's not an original film, uh, it's also not a direct follow up or remake to any prior movie. That's recorded. That record was held by The Secret Life of Pets, by the way, in 2016. Oh, wow. It had the biggest opening for a film based on a toy. Uh, that previously held by Transformer Dark of the Moon at $115.9 million. Wow. So Barbie took out Transformers. Batman and Transformers. Yeah. Uh, it had the biggest opening for a movie without IMAX, by the way. Wow. Uh, Gerwig told Collider that she wanted the movie to be shown in Dolby Vision with an Atmos mix explaining, I saw shapes in the clouds in the background that I've never seen before. It's just outrageously beautiful in every part of Barbie Land, which was more rich and vibrant than the same was true with the real world. For me, it just turned very everything emotionally up to a 10. Now, see, she should have said 11. I would have, I would have respected her more. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Barbie had the biggest opening for a Greta Gerwig-directed film. Uh, it was far higher than her other movies, Little Women, Little Women and Lady Bird. Uh, it's also the best opening for a Margot Robbie or Ryan Gosling film. So it surpassed her Suicide Squad and his Blade Runner, respectfully. Wow. It had the best tickets pre-sales. The sales before the movie had come out were the best in the industry since Avatar The Way of Water, according to, De- to Deadline. Uh, these big milestones continue as moviegoers continue to flock to the theaters, dressed in pink, of course, to step into Barbie's world. It's not all fluff. The themes of female empowerment and pokes fun at the patriarchy. Uh, meanwhile, Gerwig, Robbie, and Gosling surprisingly do not have any provisions in their contracts for sequels, according to the Hollywood Reporter. So the film's franchise future is unclear, but a lot of Hollywood is unclear at the moment with the SAG writer's strike going on. Uh, so basically, they signed up for one movie. That's it. So Warner Brothers had no faith in this picture. Uh, you know what? That is a very good way of looking at it. Warner Brothers is like, it ain't going to make shit. Right. You know, fine, we'll throw some shekels its way. I wonder how much it made to produce. Um, I mean, it's got some graphic, visual stuff, but nothing, nothing pushing an envelope. Like no one's running around in motion capture suits. You know, it's mostly backgrounds, which you can set build. I think the right. pinkness of it all. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I, yeah. So you're right. That does sound like they had no faith. But again, after Stacy and I had like a really serious, uh, serious for us. <laughs> all right. Um. That she was like, the well, budget was one hundred twenty-eight to one hundred forty-five million dollars. That's kind of small. Yeah, that's like a nothing. That's you know, oh, we'll give you one hundred and fifty million dollars to make your movie, and it's made one billion dollars. Yeah, Warner Brothers. Someone at Warner Brothers went, wait, it did what? Yeah, like what? Get somebody on the phone. We gotta make a sequel. You know, they never they didn't sign a contract for a sequel. Son of a bitch! Now they're gonna want more money. Fuck. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what it's gonna come down to. Because there, you want Barbie. How, like, Look, the movie makes plain and clear that anybody is a Barbie. Any right. female 
doll can be a Barbie and, and be as empowering as the next person. Anybody can. Um, but let's face it, it's Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling who put those asses in those seats, so you're going to want to try to find a way to get them back into the movie in some way, shape, or form. Right. Now, Ken, he's kind of easy because he's still stuck in Dreamland. I mean, the Barbie Land. In Barbie Land. So right. you can maybe have like a, a Ken spinoff, but what's the point? There's There's no Ken... It's very clear in the movie there is no Ken without a Barbie. Right. You know, Barbie is fine without a Ken, but Ken needs Barbie to survive. Right. You know, um, so Stacey's like, well, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, well, right now, I can tell you right now, somebody's trying to buy the fuck ton out of Mattel stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, that's first and foremost. If I'm, sitting, if I'm sitting in a boardroom and I'm going, okay, how do we make more money out of this? My first question is, what else can Mattel sell us that we can make a movie out of? You know, because you're going to want, you know, Hasbro Other. has it. Right. You know, with G.I. Joe and Transformers, why can't we have our own? Right. You know, we got Barbie. All right, that's awesome. What's next? I don't know what else Mattel makes. He-Man. Okay. Which they're already they're already supposed to be making another live action movie. Yeah, so supposedly. Supposedly, yeah. The cartoon, it gets mixed reviews depending on who you, you know, who's watching it. You know, the, the Kevin Smith one. Um, but I think they also try to modernize it too with an, a different one, and I don't think that one's going as well. No, because I think that's already. Never mind. I don't say. Not... <laughs> I don't know for sure. I right. read something, and I'm not right. sure if I'm right or not. So uh, I mean, I know this is making a live action one. Fine, that's great if they can get that off the ground. But can you? I mean, I guess you could, you can do a He Man movie, but what else is out there? What else has Mattel got, Ed? <clears throat> You're that's right. Ed's, Ed's looking it up right now. Uh, like and I'm um, right now. Parker Brothers are gone. Who's knocking on our door? <laughs> right. You know, we got Monopoly. We've done that. You know, Clue, Battleship. <laughs> like, wait, wait. We have a Ouija board too. Imagine the Conjuring, the Ouija. There is a there are Ouija board movies. Yeah, there are. Like, you know, yeah. It's not like so. Parker Brothers is already making my money off their Ouija boards. Let's see here. Mattel, what's Mattel also own? Uh, I'm sure probably some sort of... Uh, who owns My Pretty po- my, my Little Pony? But they make a ton of stuff out of that. Barbie's the first time... It's the first time Barbie's ever gotten like the live action treatment. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Um, the movie was good. Like I said, I enjoyed it. And it, it definitely... It deserves the accolades it's getting. It deserves the money that it's making. But Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Okay. I mean, I think they made a couple. Monster High. I, there's cartoons, but you can make a live action. I think they try to make a live action on Disney. WWE collectors this is apparently a thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm looking at their website. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes. Yeah, so of course, Master Universe is like they, that's, that's like the only two things I right. think <clears throat> ever did. Oh, jeez. All right, what do we, we got? Uh, so I was like telling Stacy, I was like, you know, Warner Brothers right now. How do you sequelize that movie? Like Barbie. Spoilers, if you haven't been paying attention, she it becomes a real girl and she goes real woman and is out in the world. So do you? I'm like, do you pull her back into the Barbie world, like to try to do something? I was like, somebody's gonna. She's working at whatever office job she has, or what you do is you put her in the shitter, like you make her like have like this really shitty job, but that also kind of defeats the purpose. Where humor wise, it becomes funny, but it's also Barbie who's who's rightly so on a pedestal she's like you know like but i think that's kind of part of the 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 movie is that 
you know, it's okay to be a stereotype. Right. Here, here's the list of stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's okay. like Hot Wheels. Okay, they've done some stuff like that already. Uh, Barbie, obviously. Uh-huh. Polly Pocket. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. Can you do that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that gets a little dangerous because they're all small. Matchbox, another of course, another car. Oh, yeah, another. Okay, another car. Magic Eight Ball. <laughs> See now, okay, hold on. You can make a horror movie out of that. Yes. You know, like, does this boy like me, or does this girl like me? Does this person like me? Signs point to murder. <laughs> Uno. <laughs> All right. Uh, Monster Eye, we mentioned. Okay. Okay. Uh, Power Wheels. Power Wheels? Uh-huh. I, I'm assuming it's another car company. Uh-huh. Fisher Price. So they own all the Fisher Price stuff. Okay. I mean. I don't know what you can do with that. Oh, you can't really do it live. It would have Max to- Steel. Which, uh, okay. All right. Uh, Big Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds welcome. Hey, it's your pal, Big Jim. Uh, My Little Pony. They do own okay, okay, all right. Thomas and Friends. Tom, Tom, Thomas the Tangent. Yeah, but you can't do a live action. Th- I mean, I mean, they did a live action Thomas the Tank. It, it's the, the children's show. You can't have, you're like, coming to the theaters near you, Thomas the Tank Engine. Hey, I, uh, my name is Thomas, and I had to go from point A to point B. I, I meet my conductor. Hey, yo, how you doing? I'm the conductor, Bill. Phil, what's my name? I don't even know. You know, like. Uh, and then we have the corn popper. That sounds racist. That's that little thing that like the kids play with, and it they push it, and it goes pop, pop, pop. It looks like a like, looks a, like a little like a popcorn machine, like a dome, and then you push it with two wheels. It looks like a like a oh, power type oh, thing. Okay, it's like, I pop, ha- pop, 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 pop. Yeah, I helps think I, helps I, little I, kids walk. I think any child from the seventies had that. And it's probably still in their basement. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's a hand me down. We're gonna give it to your kids, your your kid, your grandkids. All right, what else they got? That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Who owns Cabbage Patch Kids? Who owns Cabbage Patch Kids? That's a good question. I mean, that's a that's a live action property that you can you know maybe sell off. Garbage Pail Kids. They've tried doing that. What? We made a live action Garbage Pail. Yeah, I was wondering if that was coming up because I made my wife 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 watch that movie one night. Just as a joke, and it was terrible. See, now that would work as a horror movie. Yes. I think that would work more as a horror movie. It was horror. Well, I mean, uh, horror, but it wasn't meant to be a horror movie. It was meant to be like a comedy. You know, like, hey, look, the the garbage pack kids are alive, and they're real. Now you can do, like, it's like, make it like a Five Nights at Freddy type deal, where, you know, it's like an animatronic thing come to life. Right. Yeah, all right. I mean, you can probably work on that one. But how do you sequelize Barbie, Ed? I don't know, but I've seen the first one, I couldn't tell you. I, nothing, I mean, I, I've, I've seen the first one. I'm like, well, it has an ending. And when you find out that the two of them didn't sign on for a sequel, like, yeah, I guess Warner Brothers is like, it's going to go nowhere. We'll get a little, maybe we'll make our money back. They had no idea it was going to be a cultural phenomenon where I can tell, I work in a mall, and I could tell who's seeing what by the moment someone walks in, walks by wearing nothing but pink. Then they had the pink cowboy hat. Then there's little kids running around with the um, uh, uh, a um, TMNT masks that right. apparently they're giving away at the movie. Well, at least they're selling at the movie theater. Unbelievable. 
There's a whole hidden market there. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember, Ed. And again, because this made me start thinking about things the way we can make money. Well, right now it's Wicked Wicked Cool Toys owns Cabbage Patch Kids. Hasbro, uh, Calico was the first one, 82 to 88. 88 to 94 was Hasbro. Mattel owned them from 94 to 2003. <laughs> Toys R Us bought them in 2003. 2004, Play Along bought them. Jesus. Jack's Pacific owned them from 211 to 2014, and then Wicked Jack's Cool Pacific Toys. Video games. What? Jack Pacific makes video games. Well, they don't own them anymore. In 2014, they sold it to, to Wack Wicked Cool Toys in 2015, and they own them to present day. Wicked Cool Toys. I think they're based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Because I think I have a friend who works there. If he's still working there. Wicked Cool Toys. Wicked Cool Toys, yo. I, uh, I think it was Wicked Cool Toys you mentioned. Um, I, I don't know, Ed. I feel like there's a... Didn't didn't Barbie have like an evil twin? Did she? I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like if anybody's got a, an option for an evil twin, it's Barbie. Like, there's your sequel. I mean, <clears throat> let's 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 put, let's put, let's put it this way: they have enough material to, of those Barbie animated movies they can make a live action out of. <laughs> They're gonna go. Warner Brothers is gonna go the way of Disney. We're taking all our animated Barbie films and we're making them live action. We paid some Rob- Robbie Mar- uh, Margot Robbie wannabe. You know, a millions and millions of dollars. It's gonna just gonna be direct to video. No, they're gonna put direct one to video, Barbie. Direct to video. Bro. I saw that. That's on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know the Dream House was. The, 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 that's what they meant. <laughs> oh my God, Ken really is beaching off. <laughs> <laughs> let's see do i have any other articles i don't know i'm trying to think let's see let me take a look at my list here uh you did get one you did send me one was um <clears throat> why can't i get rid of this there's one oh there you go I'm trying to get rid of the articles as i'm done with them uh apparently you're like news near news filler batman the animated series is finally back yes all right, so this was back in August. Um, last updated, August 4th, 2023. Batman, the animated serial, is getting a revival in the form of a new comic omnibus that continues the adventures started by the beloved TV show. Ed, it's been 25 years since Batman, the animated series, aired its final episode. While plenty of Batman shows have come and gone since they've never lived, gone since, they've never, someone should have put a prop, a comma there, they have never lived up to the legacy the animated show left in its wake. Here's a peek at the next major DC project, Horizon Blue Beetle film. No one cares about that. Uh, boasting incredible storylines, a timeless art style, and spectacular performances by the late Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill as Batman and Joker, respectfully. It truly is the definitive choice for classic Dark Knight adventures. It's so fondly remembered, Ed, that the tone and themes... Uh, for its tone and themes, the majority of children's shows in the 90s tended to shy away from adult stories and imagery, whereas Batman the Animated Adventure tackled them head-on, leading to some truly legendary storylines. Another fun fact show, it's the origin fan favorite character of Harley Quinn, who became so popular from her initial episode that she stuck around for the long run and became a, the beloved DC character she is today. 
<clears throat> Many fans have been itching for a revival ever since, and they finally got one in the release of the Batman Adventures, a comic book series based on the animated universe and produced by Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. The comic adaptation retains the distinct art style of the TV show used, as well as the same character design. Uh, several issues were released and will now be collected into an omnibus called Batman Adventures Volume 1. It features includes uh, Batman Adventures 1 through number issues 1 through 36, the Batman Adventures Annual Number 1, Batman Adventures Annual Number 2, the Batman Adventures Holiday Special, the Batman Adventures Mad Love Number 1, and stories from Batman Black and White Omnibus. Uh, while it might not be the return they hope for, but it's definitely appreciated. They can hope only hope encourages DC to put some thought behind the true animated revival of the best best Batman series. Uh, the Batman Adventures Volume 1 Omnibus will be available later to buy on the 5th of September, later this year from DC and likely select retailers. Yeah. Mark your calendars, kids. You can read up on Batman. That's right. I think I own uh, the Mad Love issue that you're talking about. Okay. Because um, there were... I, I remember buying... I think I bought it multiple times. Because uh, it's supposed to be her Harley's origin story. Um, they turned it in... They. It was basically her being a psychiatrist, right. uh, getting to work on with the Joker, and right. then him turning her into basically the Harley Quinn. That you know, I guess depends on where you go. Her turns into Harley Quinn from the comic, from the TV show, who didn't have magical powers. It wasn't until I think the comic book where they gave her the powers that she has. Like uh, she was, I think, poisoned or shot by Joker. Fucked her up in some way, shape, or form, like he always did, right. and Poison Ivy. Nursed her back to health, but gave her um, some sort of flower that embedded her with not superhuman powers, but definitely a heightened sense of agility. Yeah, um, a little st- and t- uh, tougher skin. I also think it turned her, turned her white. You know, a horrible body. Okay, um, I think um, that's from what I remember. Now, again, it's comic book history, so they could have changed that yesterday. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> they could. No, no, she's a regular person. She just is super athletic. All right. right. <laughs> um, right. So there's that. Maybe I'll, you know, Stacy. Uh, Christmas is coming. There you go. There you go. Nice <laughs> Christmas present for you. There you, you go. Continue. Um, you both would read it because I know she was a she was a big she anime. was yeah. It helped it. The animated series got her through some really tough times as a teenager. Yeah. So, so that's the reason why she's got another her other arm half asleep dedicated to Batman. Right. You know, upper an upper collarbone. Uh, she's now she actually um the bottom half of her. Right arm has got. She's working on another piece. It's the player two pieces. I, I, I guess I kind of call it. It's Luigi. Uh, it's going to be Tails, and it's going to be um, the female um, Crash Bandicoot. What's the girl's name? I can't. Yeah, remember. it's going to be the three of them. <clears throat> and re- the main reason is number one, she's the second. She's a sis. She's the youngest sister. Yeah. So all her life, she was always player two. Yeah. So. Um, so and it's going to have those three characters, and then Ready Player Two, and then like old school Nintendo um, controller in the background. Ah, okay. Yeah. You know, so uh, she's really excited about it. And she got she's gotten um, Luigi done. At first, they were going to try doing all, all of them together, but um, it just logistics how you're going to fit them on the arm. Yeah. You know. Um, so she uh, what do you call it? That's what she's working on, Ed. She got the first done. I think she was like in the chair for like quite a few hours. Uh-huh. I think like she she went and she was like, "Do you mind if 
like, she's like, do you want to go? I'm like, like, I love you, sweetheart. I'm going to spend all day at a tattoo parlor watching you get drilled on. What am I going to do? Like, (laughs) 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 it's just funny. He's getting beached on. (laughs) 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 See, you're all to me. I'm sorry. Why didn't I take a screen capture of that? <laughs> Get it out of your system, Ed. <laughs> Drilled on it. <laughs> I just, it's just funnier because it's just like, I know it pisses you off a little bit. No. It's not because it's like... <laughs> I mean, it's the it's the low hanging fruit joke. I get you, sure. I got you. It's all right. Uh, okay, I'm over it. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I thought I thought, I thought maybe Stacy uh, sent me a she might have sent me a photo in like a recent message when she was getting it worked on. Yeah, but that's her thing that she's doing. All right. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's all. I, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Kind of like yeah, fizzled out there. I got nothing strong to go on to except don't go see. Don't uh, go see Snow White. Don't go see Snow White. The blah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Snow White. She's a nasty girl. Blah. <laughs> Come join me to the Barbie side. I love the Barbie. She's so pink and beautiful. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, Hey, guess what? It's Geeksters. Surprise! (laughs) That was creepy. (laughs) Wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my Joker laugh. (laughs) That was weird. Fat guy laughing like that. Uh, only, hey, Batman! Only, <laughs> only fat can't laugh right Santa. That's it. Right. I can't be like, ho, 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 ho. I'll get you, Batman. It's got to be weird and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> only only do that when you touch it like my, my belly. <laughs> like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Except dresses as the Joker. Doesn't really, doesn't really do a lot of moving around because I'm fat and I'm lazy. And I'm, kill them. Hello, <laughs> the Batman. shirt's open. You can see your belly button. Right. You see my my herniated, <laughs> gorged navel poking out of the shirt. You touch it. <laughs> and Batman, so you've come to my den. <laughs> playing game, playing Fortnite. You want to come join me while I can tell you about my evil plan to take over the world? <laughs> don't don't touch me there. It's sensitive. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, folks. Again, Geeksters. If you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Or follow us on X Twitter. <laughs> X, 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 formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> I saw somebody post that. I was trying that out. Was, right, X, X Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. It sounds like you just broke up. My X Twitter. <laughs> you can follow us there. <laughs> tell her we sent you. <laughs> tell her we sent you. X Twitter. 
Eddie X, formerly known as it's like it's like when Prince turned himself into that symbol. Yeah, artist formerly known. You can do it the the website formerly known as Twitter. That's <laughs> <laughs> sad. You can follow us at the webs, the social media app formerly known as Twitter at @geeksters. <laughs> Just who that's a rolls, mouthful. Rolls that's, 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 that's a mouthful. That's what she said. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to start talking to the show every time I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for Joaquin Phoenix, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, if you haven't already, give Ed a letter. Shout him out. Not like, oh, email Ed and P. I <laughs> sent him a letter. <laughs> 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 honk, honk. <laughs> the letter I chose in the said Ed is the letter B. <laughs> B for bad, as this joke is bad. <laughs> All right, write and send them an email at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S H A W N. Excelsior! That was. Wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. You got us for three more years. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs>